Welcome to Straight to the Point, completely off topic. How you doing? I'm 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 blessed to have Mystical Mike in the in today. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. You you are my most requested guest on the show yet. Wow, thank you, thank you for having me, Kyle. Wonderful to be here with you. Uh, thanks for the invite. Now, I'm guessing um, that you're the most requested because you're obviously the most intelligent, the best spoken. <laughs> And obviously the best looking. Oh, you're too kind. You're very kind. I think it, I'm, I'm trying to say what you said back, but I can't remember. <laughs> so I, I, you're too kind. I'm just repeating you. I, I'm, yes, I'm a I had a quite, uh, I, I pontificated a lot uh, back then. Sometimes I do now, but not today. How did the show treat you after, after the pontification? Uh, after the, uh, what else would you call it? It wouldn't just be pontificating. That's thinking of the elaboration. It was a kind of a toss up. I actually had another joke in my head that I got like the ticket out of a Cracker Jack box with Willy Wonka, other than being a complete, <laughs> it was either like half sarcasm or complete total. Sarcasm. Did, you, did you use that one? That almost sounds familiar. No, that it, was that was the toss up. It was either the pontificating ego trip or the, the bad jokes, which is what I normally find myself doing now instead of the ego trip. So did you go in there with them with a plan of who you were, you were going to be of sorts, who, what mask you were going to wear? It was really think on your feet scenario as I've done a lot of my things in life uh, like that. Sometimes great to have a plan. Ink master. I tried to decipher a plan of just having pre-made images, looking at all the past judging, knowing the faults in their system of, analysis realize judges or, or, or well the, the judging were... factors is that you'll look at a lot of the like it, i think it's based on what you're, you're making things interesting as topic for social media it's, it's what the show is designed to do to say the best tattoo isn't the best tattoo and it creates a apocryphal uproar um right. It's right. Creating, and everybody it, gets in, involved everyone gets a involved part of their life and, it's a need to prove themselves more creates animosity it, it creates a need for conflict resolution. And that's what this show thrives on. And I remember uh, the check that we got from there. It didn't say tattoo artist on our check. It said conflict reality star or conflict reality really? contestant. If I believe so. Yeah. Wow. I so never even, so, so it wasn't even written out to mystical Mike then I could have catched. <laughs> no, but, but, but as far as like work, work done, that's where I had. Right. Right. You know, what the, what the, write it in my the line item either. was for their producer was was what do you call it in creative reality drama simulator <laughs> there was a a character from x-men mm -hmm. and this whole situation it was called mojo and mojo was this intergalactic yeah i remember producer that they would put on reality shows before reality shows yeah basically the x-men version of reality show yeah of a conflict reality show and yeah gambit fucked him up with wolverine right you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, back yeah. in the 90s. Great, great <laughs> I was collecting that. And it felt so reminiscent when I saw the manipulation and unfairness and how the game is rigged periodically throughout every event. And you're just like out of awe to the reflection of what you would think Mission Impossible, where there's this, you, there's a mask and there's a mask behind the mask, there's a mask behind that mask. And you're left with this level of like, man, you wish you had Spidey sense because every, you don't know what to trust. Did you, 
did you feel like they were writing a story and you uh, wanted to get a, you wanted to somehow control it or control a bit of the narrative? It did feel a bit of a lot of the cast trying to take control of their lives of their appearance. Uh, I had a request of having a certain, like I wanted to appear very clean and uh, like of a, a civilized gentleman to say the least, you know, <laughs> okay. like clean yeah. shirt, normal pants, normal haircut. And they're wait, like, wait. they saw this one. You were wearing... this one picture of me, and they're like, we want uh-huh. this version of you, or we don't want you at all. Okay. And I was in a desperate part of my life where I needed an opportunity to get myself out of a, right. a situation, which I didn't bother bringing to life. Well, you had gotten out of a bad relationship. I remember you talked about that a few times during it, and I wonder that that didn't play into kind of how you. Well, you tell me if I I, I can always cut that out, brother. No, no, but, it's a great but, way to have. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a multiple level of stories to really kind of get the feel of how did I enter Ink Master? What conflicts yeah. arose and the ramifications? Yeah, and you had a you had an ex that had like destroyed a lot of your equipment at one point too, and so it it was kind of a setback. Am I wrong? You you were just coming off the heels of that that I remember, and it was even more. Uh, like it was a very. Uh, it was a detrimental relationship, but I chose not to confess my liabilities because that's not our nature. It's not no one's business when we're in this situation. I did it for the safety of my family and my own comfort. Um, to what? To not talk about it or we'll not talk, talk about, about the relationship? Like I'm gonna, you know, people see me on the show. They're just seeing this pontificating ass. But behind, I'm trying to prove to myself that I can support my family, which I was desperately trying to find work in New York. And if you you tattoo in New York, it's the birthplace of modern tattooing. It's from, you know, Chaz Wagner down to the Bowery to all the modern day 90 shops before it became legal to what we have today. Yeah. And even Philadelphia, Eddie, he was in Philadelphia. The, the generation they they didn't time. allow him in New York. And, um, you know, I got my start in the early 90s, really young, right out of high school, really into high school. And I also started my family young. But 9-11 happened right after that. The world economy for art, you know, everyone went to war. No one's spending money on tattoos. And they don't know if they got food for money. Money for food, you know, it's not the, the investment. Well, it wasn't that made. right after an economic downturn for the housing market too, right? And all these things just compiled onto one thing after another. So from like 2002 to really just a few years after my first year of on being an Ink Master, I just had 2012, I think 2013. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. Um, we are fucking financial old. difficulty being a New Yorker working like 50 something hours a week, being in school, giving up on school after giving up my marriage, all these things I tried to like, what were you going to school for brother? Uh, I was going to school for engineering at the time. And I was like one semester away from getting a real legitimate engineering degree and trying oh. to make that into more applied sciences for my future. And, and why did you that you couldn't make it work then monetarily? It was you mean? losing my, my my family and things. Where I was like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but it's also kind of like a compound of all things. Like, um, man, New York is hard to tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a million show. songs about it, right? So if you can yeah. make it there, you can make it. Well, you did eventually make it there. You might have used um, Ink yeah, Master um, to do it, but I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, like even like my first time coming to New York, I was at a 
like actually a concert in New Jersey and a casting agent just picked me up and said, Hey, you'd be great for movies. Come to New York. And then I was like 16. My mom brought me to New York. And this is kind of like one of the side stories that is part of how I wound up coming. To now this is, where, he, he, he was really serious or he just wanted him. He just wanted to bone. No, it was a lady. You could look <laughs> this lady up. Her name was Barbara Fister. Well, yeah. Very, so she was serious. Or she just wanted to bone you. Incredible casting to, still means she's got a coach somewhere. No, but let's say, for example, I got to do a movie. Rub my feet, boy. <laughs> you know, like, I, I did a lot of go-see free work. You're just trying to find a way to get into the SAG union, which is a great union to be in if you still if you can want get to have, in it, right? Yeah, good health care, great pension. It's just an amazing system. I so said, I want to have a good life for my family. I want to push what I learned in the beginning, working with this casting agent, doing my own research to cast myself, and eventually found you know, Ink Master through a Craigslist ad. No, that's how you, you got the, the idea. I had no idea. It was you were already doing ad. acting roles and in, in, in all prior then. And I had previous acting roles like that one lady. I got to another casting agent. I got to do a movie with Barbara. Uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Amy Sinaris. Uh-huh. Amy Sinaris was just in okay. um, yeah, uh, I know Mandalorian. She She's the crazy mechanic lady. And I did a movie with her like 20 years ago. I didn't know she was in The Mandalorian, but I know. Yeah. Wait, Sedaris, she used to have her own TV show, too, is it? Is Comedy it, Central, um, yeah. As yeah, a drug uh, recovering uh, student, right? Going back to high school, like Billy Madison style or something. Yeah, yeah, really early. She's been acting for a really, really long time. I, know, um, love her I was grateful for those experiences. And Did you get to hang out with her? Did you say hi? Did you it tell her Kyle like- watches her, her work? <laughs> This is like, I think I was like 14. They dyed my hair. I had to play a gay hairdresser. Um, At 14. I think, I think it was around there, 14, 16, about that time. Coming to New Young York, kid. 5 a.m. set call. I mean, this is before cell phones. I wanted right, to get a yeah. casting call. I had to get the newspaper early in the morning and mail my headshots out. This is how early <laughs> I was trying to find myself into acting after this one casting what agent. What drew you to it? It was the casting agent just seeing you? Like what, were it you was, eating lunch? I never had it as the idea, but I saw the the positive things you could have out of involving yourself more in the media. And this is before okay. the invention of social media. Social media. You know, what you're doing now in your podcast is a great representation of displaying yourself in your own independent market. If that so, wasn't available, but, but you course, were... I would have never bothered with trying to entertain myself on television. Or no, explain, explain where this girl sees you at, though. Like, you're having a pastrami and rye somewhere on, in, on the, in Soho or something. She walks by and she's like, oh, my God. I wasn't even in New York. She was in New Jersey. I was um, at a Marilyn Manson concert in Camden, which is like, if you know Camden, it's yeah. like, was like the murder <laughs> capital of the world yeah, it's a hood. in New Jersey. It's, it's a rough place, man. And well, they've changed dark. it now, right? It's one of the first places to ever defund the police. Um, successfully. Yeah, I didn't even know about but what good it's a it's a if I'm not I could be mistaken, but they, they found corruption was so bad there that they actually had to kind of go, they had to pretty much disband the whole police and then start a rebuilding. I mean, they still had a police force, but um, but they they pretty much defunded it and changed it so that they could get a lot of corruption. But, you know, it was it was a bittersweet thing, you know, finding myself working through acting over the years, find myself in the arts. I try to find every angle to be a good tattooist. I went to uh, school to study oil painting and graphic design. I was an EMT for many years. Um, all these things. In the side to study painting with blood. then. <laughs> no, but I, I had. Um, 
Well, that's what you said on the car on the one contest too, right? That you had a degree in anatomy. I know we're doing it. I have, I have anatomical a anatomical hospital care. Okay. Uh, in, in New Jersey. So that's what I have as a medical certification. Uh, Still keep it up. It, um, you're tattooing now. I know you're, you're, you're loving this life now, right? I, I wish I could still be in the MC. It was very fulfilling on a spiritual level, but financially with the family and bills, it was very hard. Uh, they don't pay the same. You got to, you got to really work your way up there. Eventually so, maybe become a paramedic, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Which I was, I was, I was actually thinking about even during quarantine. So like I had like time. So I was like, I was back to school or, but it, it you got a lot of credits. I do have a lot of unused credits. That is true. But I've found myself more focusing on the arts now, which is what makes me happy. Uh, and it lets things be a lot easier in life, not having to consume a curriculum that I don't necessarily need extra data. I'm studying the data that I need. Uh, like meeting you, for example, I think Ink Master was with the, it was such a bittersweet, amazing time. Like I was living in the projects with this stripper inspiring actress with my best friend and it was this crazy thing where i mean like we were rolling we were cutting up papers in half to roll them with joints and fonts of leaf because that's how poor we were man we couldn't even have full joints for ourselves we were literally smoking <laughs> half joints he's still smoking <laughs> i'm still smoking but that's to give you the idea of the 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 times that we had right, then, follow. you know uh, rough times um, you know, I didn't have uh, custody of my kid. I had a lot of things. I was trying to be there everywhere that I can. All these You've got things. custody now? or No, he lives in Florida with the uh, ex-in-laws, and he has a wonderful life that I wish I was able to provide. But he's I'm so happy for him to be so well-mannered. and uh, he, He's pretty full-grown then, huh? For a young man. Yeah, he's definitely a, a teenager and okay. handles himself very well for his age. So, But it it was at the same time that I got the email was the same day I found my grandma passed away. And that was like, I was actually at one of her jobs. She was acting at working as a, as a spokeswoman. We were at a hotel somewhere in Queens by the airport. And I got the email. I jumped out of my chair, chair literally fell out for me. I ran down to the, she was doing like a presentation. She had like a projector in front of, I grabbed the girl that I was with and spun her around. I said, I don't believe it. I finally, I got it. She already knew when she saw me come in the room. She's like, I thought I got this. This is your grandma, or this is just no, somebody this is the, you're there. The working girl with. I was crashing with in the project. She was a very kind okay. person. It, some, if you meet a very most kind women are usually. I was just very grateful for the opportunity that I was given, and I was inspired enough through her, my friends coaching at the time to to get me through my go sees for Ink Master, and finally on. What'd you call it? Go sees. A go see is an acting term yeah, when you're okay. trying to see a role. It's like, am I going to get this role? They call, I'm going to go see about getting this role. So, we just so this whole time, you're see. looking at it as a role, really. As, as much role as you are as competition. Yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, I, I realized what Affliction did. And right. knowing that I'm obviously not an experienced artist, I'm desperately trying to just get through to get as much coverage as I can and try to do something good for my family. That's really what I was at the end game. That's why I was there. I, I never had reasons for fame. I just wanted to make art and make people happy through art as also part of therapy right. for myself. Well, that kind of ties in with fame somewhat on, in a way, on many this, levels, right? The success might be the byproduct of that. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, and that's where the ink was just like a, 
and, you know, we always talk about it, like on the F, as we call Sixth Ave. Sixth Ave is where I have my start. And they're mm-hmm. like, fuck that show. It's rigged. It destroys their industry. And I'm like, yeah, but if you got on it, you get on it, right? So fuck that. And I was actually working in the <laughs> shop that they fired me for getting on Because you got on it. Right. Yeah. They're like, we hate that show. How dare you get on the show? Get your shit. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Not even mention the shop. But that's I, bet, I bet they fucking felt so fucking proud of themselves for that, too. They yeah, probably pat themselves on the back to this day. Yeah, yeah, we fired that guy. Went on there, made a mockery of fucking. But it's funny. I, I I guess, and there is there there's two arguments on that level that, that um well you were there with Jimmy too. Jimmy had that kind of idea. He says, you know, a lot of his friends, and he traveled in some kind of hierarchy, kind of echelon of tattoo artists, you know. And he says he hears it a lot that these TV shows are ruining tattooing of some sorts, and they're giving oh, uh. Oh. Yeah. clientele some kind of fucked up education on it and then they come in with a bunch of verbiage that they don't properly know how to use and J- jimmy pointed out that if that is true it doesn't mean it's going to stop the only way to control that or make it better is actually to become a part of it and then which, to make it which, better which i think we tried to do i remember even josh talked about it like mm-hmm. we're offset off camera let's try to rebel let's make it work and to me i didn't know if that was like a mole plant by the production you thought josh might be a mole yeah was he mole trying to arouse people up behind camera to create this this content and i have some theories about that too which is what i think would happen to me between me and jack some people thought you were a mole in the same kind of fashion right right which i definitely wasn't like 100 percent, i had no side contract with them there was no agreement to anything and now josh did get um the production did seem to have control with him you know they were really easy it's easy to use him to plant their ideas into a conversation yeah it was it was easy for them to almost do that to all of us out of that test they gave us i don't know if you got the test uh part of my interview process was a psyche valve like oh yeah three day psyche valve and <laughs> right, they, they yeah. take your subconscious apart like freud man like yeah the degree where they're gonna know every little fucking way to push your button yeah the, and, and they the, did um, they did he says you you checked off that you've had unusual sex because <laughs> you were like you know told us I answer honestly or whatever and there was no wrong questions no wrong answers and I was like well I've had good sex I don't know if it's unusual but it seems unusual for a lot of people so yeah that was as far as that was the only question that not what is he asked me because there was we first do the evaluation right like 477 questions right and this, many of the questions are asked the same way different times oh and yeah then, right oh no, yeah I remember, that's I part of the three days i laughed him i said pass wait for wait. what question he was like tell me the relationship between you and your father and i was like pass fuck that moving <laughs> on <laughs> and they did they, they didn't they didn't hone in on that more huh no they did not no he's like he's sure i'm like no nah, fuck that keep it going they gave me the uh, interview in New York. I had a New York psych. So I was like, I'm, I, I grew up in New Jersey. I'm very much a New Yorker through and through. Okay. Like it's, I, I love this city. It's a part of be like, if you watch Kingpin and how Kingpin talks about it in Daredevil, this is, we love our city, you know? And um, it's, even it's though you're from Jersey alone, you know, like um, you, you consider yourself a New Yorker despite being from I, Jersey I've been living here for almost 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely love this place, man. And and um, isn't New Jersey kind of just like New York's backyard anyways? It's like their suburb area, right? 
I mean, you ever see shit, Hamilton? Their shitty suburb area? Um, no, I haven't. Oh, I know I'm supposed to. They, well, they, there's there's like a little running gag, and they're like, "Oh, what's going on? Oh, it's going down in Jersey. Oh, everything's legal in Jersey. It's like a little thing that <laughs> you know you don't. It's it's not a bad place to grow up, but for the opportunities that I needed as an artist, the city provided it for me. And I was inspired by the heroes of all the comic books. You know, I grew up watching Spider-Man and Batman and thinking. Right. They all know, lived like, in New York. Well, well Spider-Man lived Batman in New York. Didn't. And, and I, I just saw that as, you know, that's where the heroes were. And that's where I started wanting to be an EMT and finding a way to have that same compassion of helping people. And, and tattooing has that same compassionate drive where I'm like, I'm, we're making you stronger. You're feeling good about yourself. There's a, an evolution and a self level of gratitude taking place that when you help somebody's self-esteem you mean well, like you, when you make the art of tattooing better. and and the show you know like if we watch other reality art shows like like face off i don't see them dehumanizing the artists or the <laughs> canvas that the art is produced on in the way that we ever been like right like you fucked up this guy's makeup i can't believe you have fingers you yeah cut those off and, and they only edited it to our level of, of what was going on. Because I remember I met Jackie, and I think after my display of the duality of me playing this character, me being off camera, mm -hmm. people were confused to who I am. Like, what, what's really going on? And I'm like, look, this is me. I, I like being, I'm going to pontificate for the show, but I like being me. Yeah, I, you, you kind of, I, like I don't I know if you changed, music. but when the cameras would get on you, you definitely controlled them. Am I wrong? Like you, you would stare puppy dog eyes at the cameras or, or, or move your hair out of your fashion, out of your way. Yeah, I like, had this hair he's doing that for the do. cameras. And then now that we look back on it or even talking to you, you were doing it for the camera. Duh. There was a camera there, Carl. I'm trying to get a real bit. I shouldn't get you do something gigs. for the camera? Yeah. 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 Okay. I want a sad card, man. I got goals. I want to. How did, uh, are, you, are you doing any work since? I've done like you've a few dedicated extra things here. Just to give you an idea, also, Ink Master got a hold of this reel of a pilot I did. You go on YouTube, mm -hmm. type in Hipsters of Brooklyn, you scroll down, and it should come up with me in a reality TV drama, just like how Ink Master was, except it's oh, like Hipsters of Brooklyn. It's a cokehead fueled drama of hipsters mm -hmm. living in a Brooklyn apartment. And did you make it? Who made it? It's it was independent thing. I did a lot of indie work. Uh, so I was living actually this in California after, at the time. This, this Ink was, Master? This. this was prior to Ink Master, about a okay. year prior to Ink Master. The positive casting, then you were saying. Yeah, so I flew back from Berkeley to do the casting. And then I wound up staying and eventually doing the Ink Master casting. But if you look at the pilot of the Wait, other you're in Berkeley. show. You're way out there in California, Berkeley, you mean? Yeah. And then I went back to New York. I, I've done a lot of traveling uh, in my okay. life, trying to find stability in a happy place to be. But work then too i'm guessing right in berkeley you're doing some some kind of art that's what i was trying yeah like every avenue i could get into acting i was trying to fully expand and and get out there and see the world and thankfully after the show that's one of the, the positive byproducts that i could share there has been some positivity out of it although i think the majority of definitely has been a, a weight on my shoulders that it's very hard to lift at times um the what stigma that you've you've ended up with kind of for the position you were in it how many times yeah. do people come by at shows and ask you how many machines you have uh that happened a lot in the beginning uh <laughs> i even like immediately after the show went to living here i uh i get 
You know, I get asked. That I, I, I couldn't even live here. I felt so embarrassed. You lived in Europe. And I, I still got recognized overseas. Every I've been every country I've been to, Kyle, I've uh-huh. been called out Ink Master. Every shop I've walked yeah. into, every expo, at the airport, at the zoo with my kid. I remember one time he goes, Yeah, penis envy was good. Eh. I'm like, I'm with my fucking kid, man. I'm working on fucking looking at pandas, man. Did you feel like Eminem? You about to rest, at least not be decent me when I'm with my kids. That's somehow. exactly, exactly, Kyle, where I was. And all those early albums from M just came into light from the animosity to me and my ex right. trying to take care of my kid to the spotlight beef. Oh, you know, it's how bad was the uh, penis envy? Did that uh, that comment haunt you any? Why did that comment come out? All right. Jackie well, yeah. and I had it was like a, a rough kind of level of communication i also didn't know prior i mean this is my grandmother she her mother passed away or was near yeah. passing during the time of taping and i'm not yep, too yep. sure she about was feeling real sick she but but she was obviously distracted and distraught in the same way i was about loved ones in the family i could yep. I, it's a horrible reality i i reflect on often in the mistakes that i made it's it's a it's a constant level of remorse not having the control feeling so desperate to actually something that i learned from you uh, a, the, the best thing I got from McMaster was meeting you and getting the book recommendation for Dale oh, Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Greatest book you, ever. This was, this was actually after the fight I had with Jackie with the piano, after the piano <laughs> and, everything, and you quoted Socrates saying that the best thing to know in life is to know you know nothing at all. And okay. the one thing why did I, I tell you with Socrates? Did I know that? I wonder if I you, you, I, you, you, you definitely did. Right I usually just say a smart guy says because I don't want I don't know if it'd be him, but someone's gonna be like, "This Plato, fucking idiot, get your child molesters right, Kyle." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. <laughs> but but that level of, of engagement is what really inspired even more of a compassionate way so, of trying. Yeah, to let's deal with talk about life. that because you and Jackie are going at it, and, and I tried. Tension's high for you. It shit. feels like, like you're about to go out the door, right? Like it. There was a definite feeling that you were on the bottom of the chopping block. And so there was all this uh, interest and all the cameras came out to where we were just hanging out. Like they followed us out there and they sniffed drama. And then like, they- that's why I know it's the setup. Cause I saw them enter mm-hmm. two and I saw her come out. And I'm like, Oh, this is you're off camera antagonizing me. And it's either that was because you were going through stress or the show set you up and manipulated you because you were under stress. So I don't right. really exhibit that. I don't know where the fault is to blame. I'm not trying to further what I learned is called the accusation audit. And, you know, okay. I'm, I'm displaying a negative personification of a person that isn't ready to represent themselves. So I'm trying to give as equal level of positivity as I can, especially being in the LGBT community myself. I grew up being sheltered as being gay and faced horrible amounts of ridicule from my friends uh-huh. And living with that from your friends. Are you sure they were your friends? Are they still was, around? None of them are, no. Okay. And all the better for my life for it. I live a very right. solid life after it because it's so you were on the show though. You weren't show. You weren't out on the show. No, as a gay and person. As a gay I wasn't trying to use that to make the show more popular or put me in a vulnerable place out of the oppression I felt for my sexuality in the first place. Right, and it's just the thing that I've come. So, to what irony to come now. after someone else that you have such similarities with? Huh? Is that what you were talking so about many earlier? Similarities with to have this animosity, 
So yeah, you, you're both in this community of sorts. I mean, I know it's kind of different spectrums in it, but then also your your parents, uh, you're having a hard time with health, with, with family members. So bringing the book up, Dale Carnegie, first chapter in there, talks about a gangster, two-gun Crowley. Cops huh? are coming after him. The, he gets gunned down. He kills a bunch of cops. They eventually put him in the cuffs. He's going to be executed for his crimes. Yep. And he says to them, this is what I get for defending myself. Now, this is what I get for killing cops. Because right. the same way society is interpreting me as a homophobe, I'm actually a gay myself. And you're dehumanizing me as a gay basher, but you're just laying more problems, <laughs> more things on top of me, making me feel more like shit. Well, is somebody going to say you're worse because you should know better? But then the truth of the matter is also that maybe that's your your go to because it's your mirror, right? Like often our anger is a mirror of our own fears. Precisely. Yes. Every person you meet is a reflection of yourself. You haven't seen yet. Right. And so and also, if you know, you can hurt other. somebody with with, you know, how to hurt somebody with talking about their sexuality because you've been hurt in that fashion. And I, I, too, have had experiences where I've been dehumanized from the lesbian community. That <laughs> Lesbians can be like, mad at gay people occasionally. Really, I've worked in the village, man. I'm a pretty boy. Do you know how dangerous <laughs> it is for me to be in that neighborhood as young and as fresh? Like, my fresh meat was in jeopardy, bro. Like, you, you're going to have some butch girl times. come out and cut you. <laughs> Yo, and then I got to go back home and live in the hood. You, you, you can get hit with a lacrosse like, stick. I'm... <laughs> I'm not living in Manhattan, bro. I live in the BX, bro. Shit is real the, here. Oh, the Bronx. Yes. Yeah, BX all day, man. I stay Bronx. here in the hood. I love Spanish say, food. I, I'm say happy Bronx. where I'm, I'm home. Say Bronx for me. How do you say it? Oh, the Bronx, We it's like an abbreviation. Okay, right we say BX. I thought you, every time people say it they're from there, it sounds more like they're hitting somebody with two by four. And then it sounds like the sound Bronx. Like, it's, it's a real place, man. Bronx. I've lived in... Dirty Bronx, yo. It's... I'm the whitest next to the sun of my block. And I'm happy with that. I like being the minority in the town. It makes me like, like an exotic thing in a weird way. You know, I grew up in a very white community and there was like only a couple of Spanish girls and it was like the opposite. Like I'm that now I'm like, Oh, look, look at the gringo. Oh shit. You know, like you're the gringo then in this case, a positive thing. Like, but don't get me wrong. I had to like learn how to survive here. I grew up in the suburbs. It's, it's a transition of time. So I, same thing as like understanding I never, I never would have understood this life if I wouldn't have lived it. I don't, okay, it, it's enriched me more, and that's why I still stay here. And it's, I try to oh, do the Bronx life. In the neighborhood okay. doing something at least writing good graffiti just to make the neighborhood looking good. Anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Was well, it is it more communal? You feel than other areas that you've lived? I mean, if you look up, look up the heights. All right, take case in point. I'm on Ink Master feeding, trying to feed my family because my own family won't support me. I mean, sure, there was times that my mom has always been there. I love my mom so much. My parents were split. My dad, we had problems, never understood the art game. I get it. I'm not up in the sun he wanted for whatever reason. And now, after the divorce and all the shit he's been through, we don't talk. And how has that been years? It's I have I remember I went to go see him a few years ago. I was been like 10 years. I knocked on his door and he slammed the door in my face. And I was like, wow. all right, well. Wow, and, and that's what the fuck I couldn't imagine that. doing that to my son. What a piece of but my I, mean, John will hit me I don't up. know. I don't mean to judge your dad, but well, I, I want to call him a piece of shit. But really, how that must affect him more than any like 
he's a, he's a little bitch. Like you know that. how that shit go. So fuck him. And he don't deserve uh, no more airtime. Well, did you punch him real hard or something? Okay. Because he's like, okay. you want to go bring up that shit just to use it more. You don't confess your liabilities when you're working in the arts. It's a it's a discredit to your integrity. No. I dare say, and maybe I'm misunderstanding liabilities, but I dare say that a lot of art, and especially great art, is exposing one's own, um, at least inadequacies, you know, and making yourself vulnerable so that people then recognize the frailty of human humanity. It's, and then also, you know, like that they themselves are frail. Oh, very you know? true. Yes. And in, in the production of art, like um, I forgot who said it, like art is a lie that that helps us see the truth. And, and that's kind of the one fun thing about our, our job. You know, it's, it's almost like we're magicians, but we're showing you how to do the magic trick and you still can't do it. So well, some big place for us to be. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, I certainly enjoy the art. I like the art. I like the art just to, um, just to feel like I'm in that conversation somewhere even when some hoity-toity professor goes through some stupid ass picasso fucking museum and starts talking over a audio's tour or whatever actually this picture was done with a fork and he learned how to make wood grain with a fork from a french artist which is all true shit too but it's also the stupidest shit because you're like a fork really for wood grain because like there's there's easier ways just with a brush am i wrong like wood grain ain't so damn hard picasso had to struggle with that they grabbed a fork and like oh now we're doing our anyways um but just so that i feel like i'm i'm i've got something inside of that conversation so i can judge back on those hoity-toity art society mofos that imagine their upscale world and uh can't create or do what i can that's that's me yeah it's good. It's good to. It's good to be in the arts. Uh, the way that the world, as difficult as certain economic shifts are, I'll, I'll always stick with it, no matter what the world throws at me. Um, Has it been hard making money tattooing, or you, you're you're definitely getting a handle on it now, right? You're falling into your own. It's it's been hard trying to get uh, established, even as the strength to get out to certain shows, even after Ink Master. Yeah, because I'll get a lot of handshakes, but all there are are just fake ass smiles on people. Let's say like, all right, there's a shop here in the city. Um, um, I shouldn't even know if I named shop, but he's like a very old school, famous uh, guy to us. At least someone that I was like, oh, I heard your name from Tattoo Magazine. It's a pleasure to meet you. He shakes my hand at the Ink Master finale three and four. Where we're hanging out backstage. And then I go maybe like a few years before quarantine asking for a job. I see like Instagram post looking for an artist. Come by today. Show your portfolio. I'm like 15 minutes away with my portfolio, bro. He's like, oh, we found somebody already. We're sorry. You came all the way down here. And right. I know what you're doing. You're fucking. Just glad handed me. And then I'm not your guy, though. But you, you think, think any of that's a uh, guy? Well, you that's think it's a repercussion of. I mean, it kind of has to be. Um, one, you're kind of going on there. That will hire me. Still, currently. To this day, still, there was one shop I worked in, yet again, will be nameless, but the guy just started acting up and dehumanizing me, and they started dehumanizing the other work, and I'm like, am I about to just get all spider money on his ass and fucking, like, 
And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do this. I've, I've had situations. And- <laughs> You're not going to go Spider-Man. I like that. Everybody else goes Batman. You go Spider-Man. Okay. Well, because usually I want to fucking up at the end. Batman takes care of shit. Spider-Man tries to do right. everything and help everyone at once. I want to mess up most of the things I try right, to do. But it's, it. it's still a unique thing. Most people would also, even if they're keeping it in the Marvel world, aren't we generally going to have most people? And I'm not saying that's what anybody should strive to be as most people. But most people well, are going to say, I was going to Hulk out on his ass. But he was the first person I saw that inspired me to science, too. He was like a scientist. He had bad jokes. He lived in New York. He was bad with girls. These are all the things I wanted to be. (laughs) You just couldn't do it, though, huh? You're like, I couldn't be bad enough with the girls. I kept I want me on this. Everything was sticking to walls, man. But that's that's the life I live. And I feel the same thing happened between, like, let's say me and Jackie. All right. uh, There's the thing. Uh, She gets to tattoo me on the show. Mm -hmm. And they're like, cut her throat make her cry we want you to tear this girl apart i'm like no i'm gonna be peaceful i want to show how much we've matured that i care about this person she tattoos me i let her tattoo whatever she wants have a heartfelt conversation through the whole thing they air it like i'm a total dick they make her say things during the interview which she tried to like say no no they caught me off guard i'm like i know what you did you got manipulated again and then we had an opportunity to go head-to-head redemption again or one other thing they offered mm-hmm. me 10 stacks to yet again make this girl cry how much do you normally get for the spin-off competition they were going to offer me that much money to make this girl suffer and i denied it what the that- fuck did i do wrong now, the end result of that- dick, dude i didn't get dick for doing it i guess i should have went after one of the contestants I went if up I would have tried to beat up a them. contestant instead of the judge, maybe I could have got 10 G's. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I didn't. You wouldn't it. do it, though. Right. Now, the ramification of that, I said for the same reasons. I tried to have that with you guys. You threw me under the bus. Uh, I wanted to rewrite the contract. They wouldn't rewrite the contract. I told mm-hmm. Jackie, what do you want to do? I need redemption. You have to let me win. Whatever the judges say, submit and give me some type of public eye respect. I gave it to you. I want you to tattoo me. And then she gave me some bullshit line. The last time I saw her in Baltimore, the last time I see her at any expo, like a year before quarantine. And I said, I'm not going to do it to you. So I had huh? to play. I was going to fuck it. I was going to ruin that girl's whole career in life. Because you had to tattoo each other? I don't know. They were going to make us do a competition, either tattoo each other, tattoo other people, and okay. make a spectacle of it. And I didn't do it. So the end result. Oh, you didn't great. do the show at all. So no. So I they went you. on Instagram. They went on YouTube and they re-edited all my videos to make me look even more sinister. So not only did I refuse to play their game, but now they're throwing me further under the bus using all the all right. other edited details. Go on. They YouTube. Elon Musk you. Yeah, if you go on YouTube, all the still frames are of me looking like a fucking straight up narcissistic well, attitude. On some level, though, they, they, they're everything, helping man. you, too, right? I mean, your original goal, when you go on and you weren't trying to be the best tattoo artist, you felt like you were behind, as you said, for some for, for other level of tattoo artists there. But, but you, know you knew that you were going on to possibly get into Skag. And, yeah. and you did get, I mean, you were on there for the first time, what, I think only four to five episodes. Am I wrong? First time I made it to round two, 
and they're See, down, and they, you're the most downstairs. memorable motherfucker. So like people remember bro. either Kyle. It took me two seasons and I had to punch a judge to be remembered as much as you from two fucking episodes. And I, I've been afraid of my what they call hockey. You watch anime or you're just like Eastern philosophy. The hockey is like your soul energy. It's your force. You, okay. the, 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 the watts behind the volts. You know, or the amps behind the volts, part of me. Sorry, okay. I'm just shaking my head at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm with yeah. it. Sure. So, uh, into the hockey. I, I want to use this power for good. Sometimes it comes out wrong. My brain always in the right place. My heart is, you know, and that's it's probably too much penis envy. It was, that was mental <laughs> illness. I'm not, a, I'm not a bigot. I'm not a homophobe. I'm just mentally ill. That's it's a, it's a huge difference. I've had problems learning my entire life. Mm-hmm. It takes a huge amount of meditation, vitamins, diet to have a stable mindset for me. It is, you know, we actually talked about that right after you and Jackie had it out. And, and, and remember how quickly the cameras left when because like me and you started talking and I started to talk to you about how to win the book, how to win friends and influence people. And Everyone's I pointed gone. out to you, you know, hey, you're you're the best looking guy here. That's obvious. You're the smartest guy here. That's obvious. But are you doing the smartest thing? And that's questionable. And, and, and then I we went over of your insight. Yeah, that's it's, it's, it's something but that always. As soon as we do that calm talk, they were just the cameras just like, ah, there should be a fight somewhere else. They're gone. <laughs> they had nothing to do with it. Yeah, because they knew what they were after. And it wasn't the resolution. It was the conflict. And they'll figure the res out later. And it's right. Like, you're at the will of right. the editor. You know, when yeah. it's like, there's Resolution no way, how do I resolve this? It's actually the question I ask myself quite often, uh, the root of the majority of my depression to like, for years. And even like, quarantine was actually one of the best things. I didn't have to hear Mystical Mike, not once. I just got to you be like me and wear a mask what? and not, not have to be reminded of my mistakes constantly. It's weird, man. Everyone wants to come up for a photo and show me some love. But every time they do, it's just a reminder how I wasn't able to take care of my kid how I couldn't make a good representation of myself for my family or my Well, art. you did, though. I mean, you are taking care of your kid currently. No? I do what I can, but... I, I mean, you're tattooing. I, you're I, making I, money. My life is a struggle, man. I do what I can. It's, that's not fair to have the situations that we've had. Um, but this is this, the hero sacrifice that I was inspired by these comic book characters that I could have had more responsibility to take my son, but have him suffer through much more impoverished conditions than he would ever deserve. And I'm trying to give oh, a better life it. than what I had. You know, so you, you're still beating yourself up on, on that of some sort too, I'm guessing that it sounds. Since he, I, moved, he moved out of the city and I lost my chance of being a dad after Ink Master, I've never been happy since. You guys and have a relationship? Yeah, we get to play Xbox and games on internet and that's as far as I could have his regular communication because I'm not the authority figure. And I'm okay well, with that. He's I'll still happy. You, he's well that might be more, yeah, that might be more interaction than a lot of people get with their kids if you're at least playing with them. You know what but I mean? Like, that's an honest ob- of life that just a lot of people, the only time they interact with their kids is to yell at them or tell them what to do or to check on their grades kind of thing. There's very little, you know. I think about like what my dad did. I get, he tried to be there a little bit and I had the same reaction. I wasn't there on a conscious level, 
And then I as wanted to be, and I, and I learned more as I progressed as being a teenager, which is why I know I'm never going to give up on the persistence of my relationship. Because that was one of the main struggles that I had. It's like, how do I, how do I address these problems? I have this situation without, without guidance. Ink master is me on my own. If I had right. guidance from a better figure, I would have never probably even got on the show. I would have had better resources. I would have had more. If you had a better agent, you would have been acting. That's what it sounds like. Or if I would have had a lawyer, I would have had a better contract. <laughs> oh, no. They weren't anyway, hiring. So. They, they weren't changing any of them contracts for none of us. There, there was a couple of people, you know, I think they've done that they wanted. And they kind of built the show around. Jimmy, I, I believe, was one of those. Not that he had necessarily a special contract, but oh, I no. think he had so, more control than others of us. Like, but here's me, they changed Jimmy. Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Me and Jimmy did a tattoo together on the show once. Here's a couple of great Ink Master stories for you. Okay. One's in the elevator on the live show, and I got one right now with Jimmy. Jimmy is another mole that set me up with that one large girl that I had to tattoo that music note on. And when you deal in the medical community, uh, some people have really tough skin usually a result of some type of diabetes. The skin just gets tough like leather. This lady has skin exactly like this. Whether I know her medical history or not, I don't. But her okay. skin was very tough. Um, we even spoke after the show, and I, she, we lost contact about doing future tattoos. As I see her on the show, I see the other tattoos she did. Try to cover up or work it into whatever tattoo I gave to her, which still is probably the best tattoo that she has today. And... Me and Jimmy were working on the tattoo. I think he set the stencil up. When you're doing a ghost line, you have a dotted line on your stencil. He put a solid line in. And on the color reference, there was no line on the, fl- on the flower. So he comes up to Chris Heap and he's like, oh, you fucked the tattoo up. And I said, no, you fucking set me up. That's, oh, that's number right. one. That was number one. He fucked the stencil up on me on purpose to fuck up in the tattoo, which my line work was flawless on these two birds that looked like two big ass dicks for whatever reason more <laughs> so what did he do the crowd did he do the design and then and he did the design himself the lady chose the design and like then big dicks. she chose you to do the tattoo so for me and jimmy to art fusion the tattoo up i started and then jimmy huh. goes make it interesting for camera tell her how difficult it is to tattoo her skin and be lucky that i'm tattooing her and then she goes starts hyperventilating, starts over-exaggerating. I can't do this. Get away from me. Somebody call security. All this nonsense. I'm like, wait, wait. He told you, mother- he you, told you both want to set me up, up like this? You both want to <laughs> set, like, what the fuck did I do to you, bro? Like, like people looked up to you from magazines and in shops. And here you are acting like a fucking pathetic pawn for a corporation you don't even respect. You setting me up just for you to feel good. and get. I'm yourself. trying to understand, but it was originally that she was supposed to pick a design and the artist to do it. Am I wrong? And she, I don't, why I don't did she even pick his design even, as the tattoo? Well, I, I don't, don't recall myself on TV. It's not my thing, especially <laughs> fuck that. I follow you. It's rough, man. People, uh, like if they tell me they just got done watching season three. I'm like, stay there. Watch it again. <laughs> Skip four. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like him to see me in my worst. You know, who does? So that's, that's what happened between me and Jimmy. And then, like, I went outside. I was about to be, I'm going to go regulate on this fool. And then mm-hmm. I was like, nah, let me just chill the fuck out and save my face, try to apologize, rectify the situation as best as I can for being set up again. And uh, and that was the last time. Um, I had a lot of other been on time. the show. Yeah, so here's a couple other 
weird for instances. Oh, how I left the show. Me, Chris, Maddie, and um, how is it that you tattooed Jackie? Then was that prior to that? The, no, I never. I never tattooed her. We never actually got to do the show. Uh, I refused. Oh, that was, okay. I just I let her tattoo it. me for her competition. I never actually got to tattoo her. So that's. But she she did get to tattoo you for like five fucking hours, dry wiping the fuck out of my leg. I was very kind in their critique to her, but that bitch. This is what bothers me about Jackie is that uh-huh. your attitude is so heinous, but your desire is to make memorable portraits of people's loved ones that passed, but you don't know how to even respect the ones that have passed in your life that love you. How can you give a portrait to somebody else? Well, I, I think same, respects the people that with the same respect that you don't even have for yourself for other loved ones. Well, wait, what are you? Uh, well, I mean, you're kind of, saying that she doesn't love her past ones right there that isn't what you mean That's well i'm not saying like she don't have a portrait for the people that she's have passed in her life but i wouldn't trust the person that has that type of because it's the same situation that i have people don't trust me because they see that type of instability from the show but i'm dealing with this from my real life interactions with her and from dismissing myself on the show so like comes down to critique i'm at the music note thing i think i win uh, they 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 vote me out top off for uh the the the, the canvas episode. panel the yeah. the canvas okay. panel everyone else liked it um uh, maddie said something like you don't even want to be here and i said something up there too i was like i don't even want to know if i should be here i just want to be a good person and then she kind of said it. i was going to try to fight my way through there but i was like man this bitch is just throwing me on the bus and everyone else was too i said i'm done with this i'm done vote me off they Do you think that, that people I, uh, saw you as a target easy be, because of your attitude? or I, Honestly, if I just let it ride off, I know that it let me go down to judging the whole time. I would have been there to the end with Jackie fighting for the best ratings. I already know that's what they had planned. Oh, okay. I, I, just, I just couldn't see myself doing it. It was, it was very demeaning. You know, and... Uh, you, mean, you mean you think that they were going to keep you on longer if you had done quite different? Well, if I kept the antagonistic relationship with Jackie, yeah. Okay, if you fought back even when they were throwing you under the bus. Yeah, you would have said penis done, like, in front of the judges. Even, you think you would have been you would have been still there. I would have been there. You had Aaron Kane on as a judge. I love Biomech. That's my main shit. I love anime and Biomech. You had, I think, Jeff Johns from DC Comics was on. You know, like another part of my life that I'm greatly inspired by. Or whoever, one of the DC... Uh, heads was on as a critique judge. Things Capullo? that like Greg Capullo. Batman. Greg, yeah, it was Greg. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So like Greg's dude, awesome too, man. That guy is fucking. He's awesome. See, he's, you'd be a little uh, bit cooler if he got uh, me to tattoo him instead of having Joey Hamilton tattoo him. Actually, I think tattooed his wife. But yeah. you know, he's still really cool. He was so super cool. Actually, we seen him at a comic con, and he's got this line, like. Like, I guess we're kind of famous, but that guy's fucking famous. Like these comic nerds that I love, maybe I shouldn't say that I am one of, um, are lined up around the block to see him. And he stopped that whole line to hang out with me and my wife and my son for just a few minutes. And then like got uh, some special Batman. He's like, no, no, come, come back. I was like, oh, I don't want to be in the way, man. Everybody's waiting. He's like, ah, they're fine. Trust me. They'll wait. That's what he said. He's like, they'll wait. Awesome. Because they do, I guess, you know, his whole day is pretty much just having people come through for him to sign stuff. Well, it's a 
we get that too at times. When he's not drying. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? There's actually we were we just came back from what was it, Kansas City, right? Yeah. And a kid came up to me so excited to meet me, and he had your headshot. And he's like, I got this autograph from Kyle. It was so great to meet him. Do you have a headshot too? I said, nah. I said, see, you're missing out. You got to have that. And he's one. like, can you sign the back of it? So I just signed the back of it for him instead. Sign it right on my penis for him. No, yeah, um, that's what you should draw fake mustache. You should have that headshot of you when you pulled your hair out of your face that one time because like you caught the camera so perfect then and that that would be what i'd show everybody at the screen actors Guild <laughs> is that moment where they're like why are you here because obviously i'm the best looking i'm the best speaking and i'm the best i can't even i wish i could do it justice but, but I'm, I'm hoping that you know after quarantine the you know the acting market's up hopefully just get to be an extra in a marvel movie maybe be a c-lester on you know, like Channel 11 or something, anything to contribute well, to the kind of world that inspired me to try to do good in this world and in my life. Um, right on. I'm, I'm, I'm with it because uh, I've been, I, I don't do it on purpose, I guess, but I keep having skits in my mind. So instead of not writing them down, I started writing them down because that just makes more sense now. So, yeah. I've, but so I'll get other. a hold of you and I need I need someone who can act like a hippie for me who is um I don't know I, I, I pictured a woman doing it but I need a hippie to to should I even I shouldn't even talk it's so stupid I had an idea that I think would be hilarious of a school that in the rise of school shootings is hiring a new security liaison of some sorts right head security officer whatever and they're going against, they're trying different protocols. And I feel like there would be one that would be like um, Sergeant Slaughter, kind of Clint Eastwood, Marine <laughs> Rambo type. Every single time you see him, you know, he's got like sweat beading off of his face and you only see it like there's a shadow from some blinds, Venetian blinds somewhere that are always across his face for some reason too. And he just talks about wantonly wanting to kill the children. It's like, you know, I, I already got my eye on a few of these kids, <laughs> you know, like, and one day yeah america's a really diverse place man and it's unfortunate the level of tragedy and school violence with guns and you know like i remember one time i was visiting my kid in florida it's like oh how's it going i just showed up actually i rarely rarely just show up i was just gonna show up i was down there trying to find a job interview trying to find a way to make more time to come down there right mm-hmm. and then i was like hey how's school it's like oh i had a shooting yesterday in the school said, wow that's great yeah it's like this wasn't a drill and i'm like man talk about being caught off guard not having did anybody get killed uh no but he did like they have protocols good then we don't have to make any changes to gun laws but it's still (laughs) it's 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 a it's a different thing when you're hearing on the news having it very close to home it's a right what i I mean but but we think about that i think every time there's another gun shooting i feel like or every time there's another school shooting especially but I always feel like to somebody that very distant fear just became so real that they are mad at themselves for being inactive prior or to thinking that their day should go on as normal when really they should have been preparing or something. You know, that's that's why I imagine because in the after catastrophe, that's when you have all that hindsight, you know, and like, what could have you done? You're always asking yourself. So that's yeah, I mean, like the got metal detectors in high schools, there's. They started putting that in schools when I was getting out. It's um, it's different in New York. We don't have 
there's not access to guns like we just don't it's not, it's not we have you know it's not to say there's not gun violence of course we have gun violence i have my citizen app i open up my citizen app i bet there's three incidents within a quarter mile <laughs> of my building right now okay. probably all all types of violence or whatever who knows but that's that's that's, that's my neighborhood but not in the schools um even in schools here too although it, it's like there's uh oh there's this one high school i used to live across the street from it was called taft high school and the acronym for their students was training animals for tomorrow that was one of their uh, my, my wife taught me that one when i moved to the bronx that was a, so our fattest president ever howard taft yeah the school is named after and possibly one of the most corrupt isn't he right wasn't there a huge corruption scandal with taft i'm not familiar with that much detail <clears throat> american history the, most the teapot dome scandal i believe it was but at any rate moving on taft is a terrible school as well as a terrible politician surprise uh, surprise but yeah, man, weird. Uh, like I said, different from going from the suburbs growing up to living in the Bronx. So. Difference? Yeah. Yeah, it is different. <laughs> but you have, but then you love it. You already said this. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of work. I kind of had this whole story arc that we created with this, this interview and this podcast. Which <clears throat> I didn't know how to really kind of phrase it. I actually spent some time kind of premeditating the aspirations and the opportunity that I'm getting to have here with you um, because I did do an interview with Dave and he was very kind to me. They chopped the interview up as being very narcissistic and for, you. Um, for me, which is why I didn't bring up my sexuality to him or other personal things in the interview because fuck that show or fuck them for their ability to make money off of my suffering. What was it? Was it redemption then? Or was it was, he doing uh, some other answer? It was one thing where they had a whole bunch of interviews with people. Sarah Miller was there. I got to do a Q&A okay. with it. It, it. was I don't even remember what the special was called, but it was one of the things I got called back for immediately after uh, being dismissed. And, and that's where I started realizing, hey, wait a minute, this is a lot bigger than I thought. Like, I remember I remember I dropped my girl off at work. She was dancing in a club in, in Times Square. And I said, let me, I wonder if my picture's in Times Square. Yeah, Kyle. Was it? Yeah, all of ours were. And like, I really? never saw anything like it. I, well, I didn't know that. We made Times Square, huh? Yo, they pumped Ink Masks through New York. I saw my face on the side of buses. I saw my face in the subway train. I go to the newsstand and my face is in the back of the magazines. One First day on the I, cover. No, not the cover. It was the back cover. Well, one so, day. That's what I'm saying. One day, brother. One day. One day, you know. And it's like mystical Mike. Are you gonna so do you not go by mystical now? I I appreciate the name. It's a definite accurate representation of who I am. It was given to me by a colleague, you're a, a great colleague. You're a little mystical. <laughs> who gave it to you? This dude Leo from the Ville, and he was a great artist that just saw me help a client by providing some spiritual data. And he said, Oh, you you mystical dude. Mystical Mike. Mystical and Mike. he got a smile at me and he's like, oh, I named Mike, yo, I'm going mystical. And it was, that was it. I've been, that, I've been mystical forever since. And you've had your stage name ever since. Yeah. And I was like, man, that sounds a little <laughs> gay. Uh, so am I, whatever. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> well, you, if you grew up gay and we didn't meet you knowing this, so you must have had masks 
that you've well, used I mean, I'm, I'm, throughout I'm, your whole life, right? I'm, I'm a Buddhist. Uh, it's what I found myself to come to be. I'm very open to all appreciations of love. Uh, so I'm very open to my sexuality. Um, You're not you having know, sex with couches. You're not in. No, right. no, no. I'm, I'm, I try to think of it as the most respectful thing you could have to share. With no, but there's a park bench be. out there that I've had my eye. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's just, um, but these are things that would be, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I shouldn't leave so much, so much um, long pause. It can be uncomfortable. I wanted to see where you were going to go with it. It, it obviously no, makes you a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm curious if the masks that you've used your whole life, I'm guessing now, but there's masks that homosexuals, especially closeted at any time, oftentimes have to find a necessity for, right? Like uh, if you're going to be in the locker room, you got to act straight guy, right? And, well, it depends and- on what kind of gym you go to in New York. So that's not... <laughs> Well, you know, in high school, but, I'm guessing if you didn't want to, I, I believe you actually told me that there was yeah, a time when you were persecuted uh, by classmates for a relationship yeah, you had with somebody. One of my first homosexual experiences was very public. And uh, I'm not going to go into the details. It was very graphic, but it's it spiraled out of the school. Everything. Like it was like an infectious like, oh, did you hear you, you would do here? You know, eventually getting back to my parents, but you got back to my friends. And then, you know, I think the, the height of the ridicule was carving uh homophobic slurs in my mom's car was like the height of like it's not easy to come to my house and hang out yeah like what yeah like it's carved in there it wasn't spray even spray painted on it's going to be hard to cover up but you could just rattle crank can some stuff on top you know it's like what like i trusted you guys to be my friends to have company throughout the years and right you know i hear other generations before us where they have these lifelong friends and a modern society doesn't allow such luxuries especially with social media and you know nanosecond satisfaction you don't nobody really needs friends anymore not like that i was just saying something similar today and i think it's actually causing other things to degrade inside of society one of those things because of our self-sufficiency or our imagined perceived self-sufficiency because of our ability to have the smartest computer in the world in our pocket. But because of that, it's a justification device. You're, you're, you're absolutely Now right. people are driving bigger assholes than ever before. I, I feel like I could be right. You're in New York. Everybody's always driving like an asshole, but out here, yeah. every people are like pimp turn every term. Like you get out of my way using the turning lane as a passing lane, all kinds of crazy shit. Well, when, uh, this book that you gave to me, it spawned a whole level of uh, studying like relationships, human beings, psychoanalysis, body language reading, micro-expression yeah. studying. I said, and how it works for you, right? Like, like how it's advantageous or disadvantageous or what you and, don't even need to worry about. One of the things I picked up was from Neil deGrasse Tyson. He had a master class on scientific thinking. And mm-hmm. that people use this technology to prove that they're right and very rarely use to prove that they're wrong. Because in science, there's just the answer. You know, and it, the, the point of the scientific method is really just for you to get 
get the results. You know, you could be right, you could be wrong. There are plenty of scientists throughout history that had these beliefs of the cosmos that were horribly wrong at the very end. Okay, yeah. Kepler was one of them. You know, we had a very most of them were working backwards from the wrong instead of looking for answers they were working towards why they were right yeah it's the same way of like us separating from ptolemy's belief of a earth-centered universe into a modern um uh galileo galileo Galileo, i believe that they to expand the mind by scientific evidence you know guess what buddy we're not where we thought we were and um you know, I'm hoping that over time, I do meet people, the younger crowd that have watched Ink Master, I do find more relation in, and that do are interested in getting tattooed might be now. But before, I think, not until after quarantine, I never got a single tattoo from Ink Master. No one ever came up to me and said, I saw you on the show and I want a tattoo. Not a single time. Really? Never once. That's, that's such a different experience, I guess, that we all can have from the way that we, uh, you know, but I get, everything I get. takes place for us. Is for sure. I get photos around the block, Kyle. And that's what bothers me. It's almost to the point where it's like, I never thought it would be like this. Like Chicago, I bet you probably the same thing in Chicago, man. How many people come up and take pictures of you in Chicago? A lot. Right? Like after every tattoo, there was a line, right? It's enough now that it does almost get, I don't allow myself to become tiring, tired of it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like it, and, but yeah, I, we're, and I have I'm very to, grateful for it. Still. I have to find ways the... to work it into my, my day without it being a cumbersome thing because, and then I have to remind myself too, how awesome it is that anybody wants a photo. of me. And after that, then I'm good, but there is a lot, man. Chicago was a lot. Yeah. And that's where I really hope people would see like, like Ink Master was a time that you watch and forget about your day. I'm entertaining you. And people took it so literal that I, you know, I got nothing to show for it. In a weird way. <laughs> well, Except you portray yourself as an actor like, though too, right? This is one mistake that you might learn from going on it is that, uh, that, that you were looking to be dynamic and to be featured and you got it. Yeah. And you are and, remembered by it after two episodes. Can you imagine if you did stay <laughs> You know the, what I the, mean? The, for the magnitude of what I had, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was this one time, man. It's... Shit, Eggmaster just just gives you so many, so many stories to tell, man. Opportunities uh, too. Well, I, the best thing I got, honestly, out of it was getting him toward this country and to be a part of this tattoo expo community. Villain Arts has especially given me a home. I would have probably found myself in an irrecoverable depression of solitude after the show if it wasn't for everybody there. Right, because you're actually almost in the worst spot for tattooing because you can't get hired in New York at the time. And I still can't. So, But, I mean, I go to the South. People love me to be like, oh, Oh, the Bronx is New York. And I'm like, no, I'm not one of you. (laughs) Respect your belief. I don't want nothing to do with it. But... Please, just I want to be me. It's it's it was ridiculous, man. You know, and it's like I I follow, yeah. Pass. Well, you know, now we get a chance to. You get a chance. I mean, it makes it more dynamic to me when you meet people and you find out they're different than you knew them. And and so you get a a chance. 
every day to kind of prove that people and i feel like you're doing that i've seen you doing more anime work am i wrong you're doing anime and more of uh the stuff that you wear too i wouldn't yeah, call it biomechanical um, yeah it's uh, like bi- some te- biomech- yeah that's the kind techno of thing I started- technochanical let's make a new new form of art oh yeah well i get yeah technochanical the, the biomech tech yeah uh no no is that what they call it there i got a name damn it no, no, I meant like kind of like my own um, biomech tech, f- uh, phonetic phrasing of the style. Uh, right on. I'm still going to call it tech. Well, I'm going to we'll we'll have a little war of it right now. Biomecha- biomech tech or tech mechanical. Uh, I was we'll, just we'll see which one of these hashtags get used the most. Tech mech. That's actually probably it's nothing, the best. My art's got a lot of straight lines to it. So which is yeah. generally merciful on your hands as a tattoo artist. It's very no, not merciful, merciless. Merciless, part of it, yeah, merciless. Uh, <laughs> like the, Ming, fuck your straight lines. Give me a crack in there. You don't make everything weathered, and so you can put some rust on it and kind of not have to do good line work. Um, it depends on the request of the client. I usually have preset images that I've made. Uh, some that's of my the request pictures. of Kyle. That's for uh, me. A lot when of I'm doing a made. tattoo, I, I, I always throw it out there like it'd be cool, you know, like you do. Uh, it'd be cool if it was stone, right? And they're like, yeah, what? Well, Stone? Uh, that can be done? Yeah, that way there can be cracks instead of long lines. Well, life is <laughs> short, art is long. You know, that's Life is short, that's lines are long. Lines are fucking, long, man. And your back is crooked as fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's actually times like, there's certain tattoo expos that won't let me even in because of McMaster. I've had times where I've had... What tattoo shows are so highfalutin that they... Well, I mean, some of them are booked up, though. Like, say, Hell City. I, I don't get into Hell City unless a sponsor or something like that purchases No, no, not to that degree. But let's say, all right, um, this is kind of the same thing being blowback from the negativity that if I mm-hmm. maybe had a different way of presenting myself, would not have experienced these things. Um, I'm trying to get to do as many shows as I can. I'm trying to take care of my family. I'm not trying to just going out there for the ego trip this is important to make a living I, I like to hunt i want to go out there like all the inspired workers of american history like you find yourself on the frontier the open road calls me kyle i love <laughs> okay. being on the road I, okay I, I feel happy there and i and, and it's but it's, people it's, but somebody's not returning your te- your emails or they're literally saying no because you are an ink master fuck you all right, I had to go on to work United Inc. That's world famous company. Had a bunch oh, of yeah, shows yeah. in um, in the city, and the owner's wife had had an issue with me and well, she, made me part come to the expo. The part part owner of the show, and she, I was very kind to her. I tried to explain to her the reason. So grateful for the time. Every tool I learned and how to win friends and influence people. Putting it to the test. Really got to make right. up. I'm climbing up a hill, man. People think I'm. The worst of the worst girl that want to give me a booth. I got, I got bills, you know, like, please, please get me in. Praise me around the expo makes fun of me. Dehumanizes me. Eventually gives me a booth, makes me pay for the booth. But of course for next year's show, can't get in this year's show or the next show coming up. Well, you're making a full in cash in front of everybody. It is, it is Jackie too. No offense. I think to anybody who knows Jackie, they're like, dude, Dude, that's the way she's going to treat everybody. Get used to it. She's fucking, she's kind of awesome like that, really. And I, I don't mean to portray her as a, as a bitch at all, but she is eccentric, 
to, a, to like, an extent. Do you follow me? I like me? to understand she, the safety that, that a person would want. She would walk want. through the show and she would act like she had her grandbaby in her arms. I was like a little life-size baby. On me, and then and she would walk throw it horse. to people. Because that's how bad she <laughs> wants to, to control me yeah. for the spectacle of this show. And what are you going to do? Ban me from your show again? Well, what do you mean? You're going to give me the like, worst booth in the show like you did last year? So you know? she brought you on stage to, to have a roast of you or something? What do you mean? No, she like might. here sometimes, and then like I go up to a show, and then she it's got like, a riding crop for you and a gimp mask. <laughs> it, it feels like that, man. And really? it's like I just want to be quiet and do my art and make a living. And yeah, there's, right. I was, I was but there's a part of that and I didn't know about us that. now that it has been Ink Master that if they can't use that, you know, that's one reason why, of course, we take and and you do as well. We take pictures like we do at the shows, right? Because yeah, and, some people this, show up just to see you. <laughs> like with, 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 with the whole thing with, with Jackie and them, and it's like, yo, why? I understand if you want to protect your business, but why make me feel so humiliated? Like, I didn't I not go through it enough? Like, where's your respect as a business owner? You're you're a person that cares for your family, too. I'm trying to do the same. Right. Um, I, follow. I, I tried to explain that to her in the process of being dehumanized. Uh Wonderful, wonderful experience. How do so, how do you mean dehumanize by being put in a different? I mean, she wasn't. Why do you think you want to come to my show? You know, it's like all the things that, like, all right. I remember one time, but I was it's not on a speakerphone or something like that, right? Here's another great thing. All right, I'm in Vegas. I went to go live in Vegas after New Year before I went to go to Europe. I go to Joey's shop, Club Tattoo. Hey, I'm desperate. I need a job. Can you please give me a job? I can pierce. I can tattoo. I'm all hands on deck. I can take care of all business. I'm smart. I've been doing this job for a long fucking time. They give me a real interview. One of the great conversations this guy gave me, one of the owners, mm-hmm. how fairly do you feel you were represented on Ink Master was the first question he asked me. And I laid out how I thought it, the same thing I kind of explained to you in a very abbreviated version. All right, that it wasn't uh, very well. But I explained to him the level of popularity that I have and the comfort of what I can give. And I knew that if I had a recommendation from Joey, why would I not have had that job? Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. more than qualified. They had to help wanted sign. I actually went to Vegas just to try to get hired there anyway. I wound up working in a back alley shop on like the south end of Vegas, living out of some slut motel for like two or three <laughs> months before I used the wisdom in your book to meet a wonderful dancer that taught me the uh-huh. ropes of the adult industry in Vegas. And then bought me my own ticket and passport to Europe. With what got you dancing or what? You telling me that you was shaking it after you, you got off Ink Master? I, I had a, a very cheeks on career the choice change during my time after after being on there. But this woman you heard it the here first, kids. So how much was it for a dance? How much could I get? How how much could I get? <laughs> I, I made honestly between tattoos. Dude, what a great stripper name too. You have a Jesus Christ, you should, you sh- yeah, I would have quit immediately. Now I, I'm putting all this together. I'm thinking, don't tattoo. I just got off Ink Masters. I'm, I'm the most intelligent, the best looking, obviously the best speaking. And well, I have the name Mystical Mike. Money, yeah. I might as well take my clothes off for money. Yeah, because what the magic Mike. Yeah, I mean, I was an art model and I had like gymnast experience. So I was like, all right, I'll play music. But, you know, it seemed like a logical thing to do at the time. But regardless, so, the compassion I learned from that Dale Carney book uh-huh. was the foundation of the compassion you showed while you were stripping on, on businessmen's laps. 
Uh, no, in Vegas they have a very like I, that was. It's not. It's not like that. It's uh. <laughs> no male. The male review is for women only. In oh, Vegas. right on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not like that. I follow. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't think of it. So, uh, so yeah. you, you were, that, that's why. So that's probably why you didn't last then. So you needed to go to some really like oh oh no backwards it was very, gay place and you'd love it. It, it was <laughs> it was lucrative. It was fun. I learned more about myself and it was just good to you know cross off the bucket list. Was having my magical Mike moment as mystical Mike. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Something I didn't really find myself. I didn't think I'd be doing that, but then I didn't think I'd be on master anyway. So, you know, and you met TV, a dancer so. that brought you into that world. Would you say that was like your Matthew McConaughey to your Tatum, that was kinda, Tatum Channing? Uh, it, was a, it wasn't a dude, it was a lady, uh, a, a dancer, performer. So, right on. Not in the yeah. same type of Doesn't work then. Yeah. But it was still <laughs> and I very, don't know any more about that movie to really know. I do know that um, I, I saw a scene of it that was probably I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain either, but it was probably one of the most homosexual things I had seen between I, Matthew McConaughey and Tatum Channing Chan at the gym. It's not very far off. It's a story about an adult entertainer that is also an artist that tries to struggle in his art. It's very yeah. life imitating art in a weird way. You know, it's weird. Is it, you, you've seen it. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. You're like, it's named after me, Kyle. It's my movie. Ironically, how these twists of fate happen. And the movie released after Ink Master, which I think might have been named Mystical Mike Pryor and then having to change because of my name. Due to my, this is one of my hypotheses. Because of the popularity of what I, well, what I am, I would I think call it magic. Because like, if you got a, if you got a mystical dick, it, like, it like swings around like a snake when you play a flute. If you got a magic dick, it, it, it's more like I, can, I strip with it. <laughs> I think it would have normally been Magic Mike. Maybe I'm wrong. Or, hey, you know what? Berenstain, Berenstein. I bet there's another parallel yeah, universe. Yes, yeah, man. That you're actually things. Magic Mike on Ink Masters, and Tatum Channing is, ooh, what about this? Tatum Channing is Magic Mike on Ink Masters, and you're Mystical Mike in Magic Mike the movie. We'll get him to play me in the made-for-TV <laughs> movie. Um, but then, like, other things, like Dave Navarro took my haircut for, like, four seasons. He did, didn't he? The very next season, he came in with your haircut. With my haircut. No one ever said that, made a comment about that. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> well, let's make a lot of comments about that. Because David's hair is spun by Satan himself. Here's some apocryphal shit. So I'm at a live, one of the live finales on Ink Master. Uh -huh. And a while ago, I was getting my chest and throat done by a tattoo artist that, after being an Ink Master, refused to finish the work. And then said, if I wanted to get the work done, I'd have to gratify him to get the work done. And I was like, I'm a fucking envy. Why would you dare say was he? Me? You mean he was serious about that? Here he was just he was drugged up. He started right. scratching me up. And then during the tattoo, he said something like, you should be sucking my dick to finish this tat. And I was like, we are done here. And I almost took the I almost took the machine. I was like, I'm about to fucking, eh. you know, like, like we, we, we done. That's that was it. We done. So right flash forward a couple of years later, I see this mm -hmm. fucked around stage. I'm like this fucking asshole. The nerve. Wait, well, got, while you're dancing, while he's dancing. No, this is at the live finale where you know there's a studio audience, and we're in the audience to our own section. And then okay. he's on the corner of the stage. I see him come out, and I was like, "You fucking scratch your! I'm gonna come up there and cut your fucking hands off. Get ready to end your life." Right, he is. He is on the show. Then he be, he he, he was on the show for the following season. Yeah, this fucker, right? So I'm rushing. The stage. <laughs> he's got you pissed. 
Dave's like, chill out, Mike. Don't make me get security. And I'm like, fuck you. You don't know where I'm at. BX all day. I'm in New York, bro. You need to sit your ass the fuck down. You short ass complex hit platform where I'm a fool. I was going in, man. I fucking you didn't, him you out. didn't call Dave on penis envy? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you, you fucking be, me? You just talking because you got some penis envy, Dave? If you knew the animosity I had to deal with, you wouldn't be fucking running your mouth and be in my court. But you're too busy playing fake celebrity instead of realizing that you're a musician and you should be there for your friends and you got people like Chris Cornell passing away because you're too busy fucking these dumbass tad hoes not calling your friends. I Good hope Lord, you heard that, Dave. I hope Are you, you putting Chris Cornell on fucking Dave? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Where were you when he passed away? Too busy fucking with your life in Ink Master. Oh, Being man. a fucking Come loser ruining our fucking Come life. on. Come on. You're a musician. Was, you was should know better. No. No. No, we can't. You can't. I am not my brother's keeper. I can't. I can, if I expected Dave to save Chris Cornell's life, then don't I have some obligation to save everybody's life around me? No, too. I'm just saying that, like in the music community, people know each other, and that specific area, I'm using it as the the, the Ink Master. You are you suggesting sure that Dave, but when Dave should fed, kill himself like Chester did? No, nobody should. <laughs> but you should all be there for each other and not be absorbed in the media. Should I not be laughing about that? Because I thought it was somehow funny. <laughs> I should probably not. So, and then like all the time, like after party, bad from the after parties now. And then they started pushing me up in the rafters and no longer in the regular section for the finale. So I'm like, fuck right. you, why are you dealing with this? You don't treat me like the VIP that I know that I am for all the work that I do for you. Fuck you. Like, put me up there. But well, you then don't want to give me the respect. I give it to this myself. guy became a contestant on a future season. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll even mention his name, but he's the one dude that they said build a machine. Couldn't even build the machine. Oh, what, they had other people building machines. On it was the first days. competition they had on the show. I was like, I'm going to watch this guy burn in the first episode. I, I knew they, they would have us build a rotary machine. <laughs> That's if what he had they a rotary, no, I couldn't build a coil machine. <laughs> They should have us build a penitentiary machine. That's hey, let's make our own um, TV show. We'll call it Penitentiary Machine or Penitentiary Inc. Penitentiary Master. Yeah, cell block. I I don't know. That's how we used to joke about it. Yeah. And one of the challenges is somebody's got to take a cassette deck and 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 do the best tattoo with it. It's like you get a cassette deck and electric guitar string. Here's some petroleum jelly. I hope you know how to make a burner roll so that you can have some ink. Yes, make for real. Exactly. That's the real. Test that they should have been given, but no, everyone's like <laughs> gonna be put on some kind of ink and still find embarrassed. Yeah. You're gonna have to make your own ink. Yeah. Oh man. At any rate, maybe, maybe we can do it. I mean, you're in the Screen Actors Guild now. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> a ink Master does not count as a SAG card. No, it doesn't. Does it? It does not. They were. Um, as a matter of fact, ink Masters TV. itself is is not union, right? They're no, a non-union show. Everybody yeah, which is why we were paid it. so horribly in the beginning. We barely made like like not even a hundred dollars a day worth of production value our first season. I remember I that. don't know. So, yeah, like, I got I think four hundred thirty-two a week and I claimed like ten dependents. Because I'm like that. I just do stupid shit. I forgot. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> they were like, like, How many dependents are you gonna claim? I'm like, more money gets me more. I'll figure it out at the end. I went, I need the money now. I was like che- cheating it like JG Wentworth. Like, if you yeah. only get me 400 bucks anyways, then it's my cash, and I want it now. I remember, what was the other time? Oh, I had, like, a Cupid's Ink thing. I had to go do some, uh, 
another setup situation, do a tattoo, obviously won the competition to my standards beyond a doubt, which is the only way you really can kind of win being an underdog. They said it's neutral, same thing, threw me under the bus, take me out again, embarrass me. I said, man, I ain't never going to win. And that's another Cupid's Inc. thing. Um, Cupid's Inc., what do you mean? Is it a show? It was, like, it, was, it was like an extra little redemption thing. They had a little spinoff. That was an order thing I was on. Oh, I was like during the Valentine's or something like that, probably. Huh? I had a lot of other times to try to get on. They tried to get me on a shop. Never had a shop to be a part of because my reputation was damaged. Anyone else would have been taken advantage of or linked with me based on the fame. <laughs> You would get beat. I like I can see it. There would be. a. I, I don't know. Like, like they should have you in a shop. They should have you and James Vaughn. Me just because I want to be there to watch it. Elflix. <laughs> um, and, and maybe some good artists. Oh, man. Too. Al's funny, man. <laughs> Every time I see Al, I'm like, yo, fuck it, master. You know what we got to do? Naked and uh-huh. afraid. He loves he loves that. He would yo, love to honestly, yo, you're going to go on naked and afraid bro. with him. Yo, I'll do naked and afraid. Put it on Twitter. Somebody get back to me from the network. I'll do it 100% with them. Naked and afraid. Tattoo edition. Tattoo edition. You guys will yeah. be out there trying to sharpen sticks and shit. We'll like, be tattooing man, each other with a height. I don't know how I'm going to talk this giraffe into getting this fucking tattoo or what it could even pay me. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to buy any food around here. Where is the closest shop anyways? You know, I we know that Al can't do it. Naked and afraid doesn't have any Tito's. <laughs> I, I know he talks yeah, a big game Tito's, man. and and sure. honestly anything he says actually i believe i believe anything if al tells me something now i just start out believing it despite how crazy it is because i've seen him prove it to me too many times at least if it's about him like like that guy's story you know he lived in haiti he was he was stranded in haiti for like six months got malaria al's had malaria brah <laughs> Al's been through some shit, man. Yeah, he's another New York head, man. That's why, like, like when I, I first met him, like that's how we click, man. It's yeah, that, and he that, keeps that, that whole he, New York spirit. You know, he loves that show. Is naked and afraid. He thinks he could do it. I think he would make it three days. I put him on three days. How long do you think you could make it on naked and afraid? Um, um shoot, I don't know. Uh, I would hope at least three. Um, I'm I'm a tap out though. I'm not trying to go like ham like, like die hard survival. Yeah. If I know if I ain't cutting it, bro, I'm gonna be like, all right, 28 days. I'm, I'm coming yeah. in there with 40 pounds of belly fat so I can make it at least 32. 32 That's days, without yeah, catching that's, an that's antelope. Burn. <laughs> Some of those guys go in serious. That's a good show though. I do like it. Um, if you had a superpower, I already know you'd be able to shoot web. I don't even want to ask. What, what would you? Oh no, no! Be? Actually, I'm really cool. Like I'm tired. Like obviously, the mystical persona comes out. So, oh, the adaptation yeah. is uh, my tattoos give people superpowers of what the tattoos are. That's what so I. If, if you did, if you were a superhero, you would still be a tattoo artist. I would be an yeah. artist, and I'd use my art as the medium of translating energy into other energy. So, like, if man, was, you know, I haven't been. I don't have a fucking high school diploma. <laughs> Bring it down for me. Talk to like me like I, I was in second grade. You, you could communicate with animals. <laughs> if you get wings, okay. you fly. Things like practical applications of what the tattoo could be as a transforming aspect now, of a... What if I got several tattoos something. from you? What was that? What if I got several tattoos from you? I had fucking a seahorse on me so I could swim underwater and, and give birth to my own young as a male. See, um, yes, and then I had... <laughs> yeah, I had wings pet, so yeah. I'd be flying... 
what if I put um, Optimus Prime tattoo on me from you so that I could turn into Optimus Prime? Yeah, you can do your whip, whatever you need to drive, you know, it's, <laughs> but these, this was, that was the idea. Uh, uh, I've always thought about maybe doing like my origin story as a comic book. I've had like, I remember my first tattoo shop, right? Uh, well, my first time how I got into tattooing was kind of half into music, half was in middle school. And I was drawing on the kids in school. I was drawing on myself, drawing on myself, made all the other kids interested in drawing on them. Mm-hmm. Middle school. So we're, we're, we're starting your origin story. This is what we're this talking about, right? This would be the origin story of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, with it. Um, yeah. You're at high school and you're drawing on people instead of working in like, you're like Peter Parker, but you're more like the nerd drawing on everybody's skin as opposed to the nerd in the science room. So eventually, you know, from, from that drawn on people studying art, mm-hmm. finding the way of studying medicine, doing the oil painting, all these are kind of prerequisites to the body of body art industry. You're, you're building them. Okay. Building yeah. a resume, get, getting my shit out there. Well, building a resume, where do you get your superpower from? You get bit by a, a spider or something. You got a snake in your pocket. What is, well, this is what, not what so you... much the, 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 the superpower origin story, but just the origin of me in general and the, in the art. Oh, the That's real the, one. Oh, come this on. is the real, this is the real deal story. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. So, right accurate, on. So you really were drawing on people in high school, like ink pen? Uh, yeah, just like pen. And she actually brought in the surgical markers for me, my art teacher. I was really uh, very grateful for that. And um, what was her and name? Then, um, we get to give her a, a shout, right? Nope, we don't. No, I really. Uh... <laughs> Let's make one up. It's Mrs. Carnes. Which is actually my second grade teacher. Awesome. Mrs. Carnes, love you, girl. Art, uh, music teacher, she gave me guitar. Oh, man, why can't... Oh, her name is escaping me right now. That's very, very shame for me not to remember her name right now, which I wish I did, but that was a difficult time. As I said, being struggling with learning and dealing with school, a lot of those memories I really kind of just oppressed, not... Right. It was such an uncomfortable time trying to deal okay. with... The sexuality thing, finding myself, my own parents had problems. So this is this is was hard. But to they get were that. broken up too. You said your dad wasn't around much, right? Um, in the beginning, yeah, but at the end, it was just you know non-existent. So, um, in the beginning, forward, he was around, and then towards the end, he was just gone. Yeah, and he he moved to another state or something. He moved to the South Jersey, so it wasn't like it was far, but it was far enough to not like. It just oh made things difficult. But anyway, so actually going to the. Uh, Fast forward, I get to the New York City. Uh, in high school, studying art. Uh, big fan of Slipknot. Tape my guitar to Sam Goody in the Village. Get my guitar signed by them. And I got a piercing. Sam Goody. Is that somebody from Slipknot? It's like a record store. It was like a okay. popular record yeah. store at the yeah. time. Yeah, I actually knew that, I guess. It was Isn't in the it 90s. also an RV camp something? <laughs> an RV group? Something Sam like that. Good. So, so okay. I go get my guitar signed. Good Sam. Go it's street. actually Good Sam. Short for Good Samaritan. Okay, I'm an idiot. But anyway, so there's another group, too, of RVers. And there's also a group of uh, record collectors. But you go there to get your Slipknot signed. Sorry for getting off. Uh, all original members. Uh, really cool experience. Um, Corey was there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, the big clown dude was like, touch my heart. That had a cow heart on the table. So I had to touch this contaminated all the thousands of fans touches before me it was just like but i'm all my guitar signs so i'm touching that fucking heart uh, yeah yeah i uh yeah. i've touched the cow heart they had us uh touch one in i think we put gloves on i don't know 
but you could push the blood around. Were you able to push the blood through the arteries, or you just kind of uh, like all the blood was really pushed out, man? I already had the shit beat out of it by the time I got to. That was almost last. I barely made it in. I was nobody blood. took a bite out of it. Like went straight Dionysus or what's that girl that's from the um, Lord of the Rings? There, no, the the Game of Thrones. I never watched Game of Thrones. I don't know. Khaleesi. No one went full Khaleesi and oh, ate the heart. No, no, I know about that though. But yeah, no. Okay. Um, but I met. I saw a chopper out on the street. This guy came out, sat down on, it, sparked a cigarette. He's like, "My name is Mad Dog. I do tattoos. Here's my card." And that became my mentor. First friend I ever met in New York. Old punk rock dude. Liberty Spike Mohawk. Yeah. punk rocks to the day you die so i would like scrub this guy's tubes when i was like 16 my parents are like splitting up i'm squatting in new york halfway through high school eventually getting through high school you're not even staying at home anymore i'm like barely just getting i'm trying to be in new york i'm trying to find out what it's like to really be here back then this is like the ninja turtles movies back then man you had like this like <laughs> feeling of like there was like some love in New York, the Giuliani days, man. I don't know what else to say. We were back <laughs> the, de- the decline in uh, in crime days. Crime was going uh, down at that time. But don't be smoking weed outside back then, man. They run up on you hard anyway. Well, he had the broken uh, window policy. That some people credited. Most people think erroneously, but credited for a dropping crime when it's put across a lot of other factors. It's actually maybe abortion, but whatever. But just the time <laughs> abortion the, and lead gas. Yeah. Yeah. But it was going down. Crime was good. Or crime was not good. So things were great. Nobody yeah. was getting stabbed in, in Central Park at this time. And that guy was in TVs. He was in Joe's apartment. He, he was kind of like an actor too, like low level doing stuff. But it's the same thing where I kind of learned and realized that there's apartment. more getting into the media is a great advantage in the arts. And he taught me I want to buy a chopper off him. I got to, you know, I got I had a really good mentor in the beginning. He wound up breaking his back and having an overdose in the Bowery years later. Actually, a week after uh, Ink Master aired. And it's like same thing, ironic shit. It's like all the people I want to share this with no longer here. Kind of right. thing. Um, but thanks for everything that Mad Dog taught me. And it's just, yeah, what old New York old name, old school punk rock, you know, Mad like, Dog. Yeah, listen to things like the Slackers and uh, Dead Kennedys and, you know, old Green Day. And you're just like, man, uh, very before they sold out. Yeah. Yeah. This is I like say that ironically. Album one, two. And then uh, was it Dookie was the sellout album then? I didn't know. I don't know. I actually I don't, yeah, it was around that time. Okay. Uh, but, but still, this is a really good time. I got my feet wet. I was graduating high school. Got my job, went back and forth, kept trying to study art, science, did a lot of body piercing, really worked my way up from flyering on the street, scrubbing tubes, body piercing, shop manager, uh, to tattoo artist. Literally, I literally went from a dream in middle school, ground up from squatting in New York to having my face in Times Square. That took 10 years. Not bad. If, you, if, you, if I really think about it, like when I put the effort and I looked at it, I got an ink master when I was 29. Mm-hmm. And when I finally like had everything together and I had that dedication. And when you first started tattooing, you were at 19? Yeah. So that was like my 10 year getting on ink master was just about 10 years. Um, but, but struggling, you know, and. Uh, Isn't uh do, don't you think that that also is kind of who you are, right? Like, um, 
we are i mean if without opposition right? what's the point of making art you know if, if you had an easy life your art would probably be i don't know bland as shit probably it, be it, selling it, like crazy for some bored apes though yeah i mean, don't get me wrong um <laughs> But, but I mean, I think about it like K- Kennedy said it, you know, we, we don't uh-huh. do things because they're easy. We do things because they're hard. If, if you don't challenge yourself, if you don't find that's that, what he told Marilyn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, we're Marilyn, going beyond. You don't do it because it's easy. You do it because it's getting very hot. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, t- title of your sex tape. Sorry. <laughs> it's I just very hard. It's like one of the running. Yeah. I love show. it. My son, I've, I've probably watched uh, most of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but only over my, sh- my son's shoulders. But he watches it on a steady replay. It's like it's one of his favorite. Actually, he hasn't watched it in probably months. That, that, that's a good New York show, man. That's, there's some shows that really showcase New York as a whole. That's You got a good vibe of what New York energy is from that show. But there is something to that, isn't there? There's something about the energy in New York. Like, you really go to some cities, and there's, like, a beat going on or a... Uh, uh, energy i don't know what else to call it um i ain't the most spiritual hippy dippy kind of guy but it's definitely electrons protons and neutrons it's definitely something going on you know and new york's got that where no one gives a fuck about you you can even though there's more people there than in, in any square inch than almost anywhere else in the world no it, you're you're also able to be completely alone. Like if you just started yelling on the street to yourself about some fucking, you know, oh yeah, I know, but that's why the aliens did it. Those fucking assholes. They always do. No one's batting an eye. They just walk past you. They barely even step around you. You know, you yeah. do that any other city, and people are like, oh, that guy needs a fucking paddy wagon. You know, get cops involved. Yeah, it's it's a different thing. Like I remember going to Denver, and Denver, when people ask you or they're trying to ask for change they always are very well dressed they have a life story and by the end of it they're like oh can i have some change new york they're <laughs> like i need change what's good no nah, what's good i need it. We keep it moving yeah ain't got that time see, to fucking tell you about my kid trapped in the car i ain't got no gas fucking gotta get a new set of keys you, cup. you hear AAA, them on the road too, man. i know you do i and don't like, uh, I, uh, I can I've feel stopped. you whether it's whether it's <laughs> I real did or get not fucked over recently um I'm an idiot, and I let some bum sell me a ticket at a fucking parking garage. Stupid scam. I'm such an idiot. That fucker scammed me so stupid. But, yeah, and um, so my car got towed. We had to pay that. But uh, other than that, like, when they come up to me with the fucking story, I'm real quick. It works. Here's what you can take away from this episode if you take nothing else away. Next time a bum comes up to you, asks you, one, he, he needs an opener. All bums do. The tricky ones, they they are are not straight to the point. They'll have another question. So I can't get you for everybody. But if that question is, you got a cigarette? Don't smoke. <laughs> nope, don't smoke. Keep walking. Right? Got a light? Yeah. Don't smoke. Sorry. Uh, it, you might be lying. I don't know. It, it works for me because I don't. However, if anybody asks you for money and they're more just straight to the point, the New York kind that don't have the time to tell you the story about that shit from 20 feet away. You can see them coming. They're eyeing you up and they're like, Hey man, experience change. And you just say, no, thank you. No, but you got a good performer, bro. I'm going to tip you off, man. You know, sometimes you get in the train and it's like break this time. Or then you get uh-huh. like Ranteros and you got like a <laughs> band with like the cowboy hats, man, you know? And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm tipping those guys. 
like you worked for it. I got you. But I am. I mean, that's if they're working for exactly that. But if they, the the word no, thank you. If, as long as you keep walking, don't stop. Right? No eye contact as little as possible at that point. You know, as soon as you say, or you you mean mug them a little with the eye contact. I mean, and if then as soon food, as they ask the question, you say like, no, I'm, thank you, and you keep going. Just no, thank got, you. They they don't know how to take it because you're already thanking them for. They're like, no, no, no. Like you spare change for me. And you're like, no, I thought you were going to give me some and I've already got it. I've got a credit card, so I'm cool. Yeah, like, I remember like starting off in the 90s. Great time. Started a tattoo. 9-11 happened. Had a baby, you know, lost half my income basically just off economic difference. Like I remember like standing out in front of like, McDonald's being like, please, can I have some fries? Please, like, I don't need money. But can you get me food? So, like, I know what that's like. Wow. Like being in situations. Oh, funny thing. All right, so uh, this is actually... You were bumming for fries? Here's the funniest thing about me. Now I'm trying food. to wonder if I would have given you any. Uh, <laughs> you didn't ask for money? If I would have told you, thank you. So I'm just walking back from the Times Square, seeing my face. I'm hungry. I don't even have a train for home, so I got to get a swipe. And I, there's like the, the street meat. We call it street meat, you know, the meat vendor card. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, let me... I was like, hey, man. Can you can you help me out and give me some food, please? The cheapest thing in a car. I, I just need something to help me get strength to get home. And he goes, are, are you on a billboard right there? And no. I, go, I said, hey, look, I, I just got on the show. I don't I don't have uh, much. Did it get you a free I'm, sandwich? I'm, I'm, I'm a You're struggling famous. artist, man. If you please help me out. It's all I ask. I got a family. He laughed when he walked away. No. Are you, are you making away. this up? This sounds too no, no, crazy I'm to be real. And then the guy behind me, and I was like sitting there about to cry, and the guy is like, I got you, man. What do you want? And it was some old ass dude, and he's like, you want a beer? What's up? He's like, you look like <laughs> And he brought me fucking some street meat and took me to the bar and got me drunk. And I told you got him you how, drunk even on it. Yeah, and I, I told him like basically how I told you, like how I'm going to you know, get on TV and try to, you know, doing best i can and, and it was actually doing bad how do you like that man like this like i was almost working on ink mask i was squatting with that girl my, my, my best friend on the couch somewhere she shouldn't me that's, when you that's, went off of ink master you were you didn't have a spot to be at then and no no and i, and I went back to living like that and it was it was good for a while and then things changed and but it's wait uh, squatting was good for a while i mean squatting was <laughs> You don't want to. I guess it's always good, huh? There's little taxes, rent's good, no repairs. You, you do what you can to survive. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be a big, you know, an asshole when you, when you, there's no toilet paper or nothing. Can't really be like, hey, there's no toilet paper. You got to learn to shave the but, cardboard down or something. You know, New Yorkers though rents high and you got bills and you make as much as you can. You know, it's um. But, but like but this city gave me my experience to be here to be able to come out and and after to be in here travel the world then um you know and like I'm sure you feel too man every place you go like someone recognizes you whether you want it or not sometimes it happens I shaved I went full Britney and shaved all my hair off so it happens a little less now now people just look at me like I got a booger hanging out like I don't know that guy looks kind of familiar no I like that a lot man it's very it's very refined very Lex Luthor very Lex Luthor, right on. Yeah, I'm a maniacal genius. <laughs> That's the 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 ambition for us all. Uh, Is it be Lex? 
Well, the, the philanthropic Lex Luthor. Here's the question. Is Batman a source for good or is he actually a greater source for evil being is that he's created so many villains? Man, Batman is just like this is a very tragic story uh, of uh, death. The guy that keeps game. making super villains. It's it's a weird uh, duality uh, for, for heroes at times. I think that there's a little bit that gets lost out of how many times they reinvent the character so much. Yeah. One uh, of the biggest reinventions is the one that we all know him as, actually, even because it's the more popular one. His first character even had a gun uh, at times, and him and it was just campy. You know, it was written by Bob Camp, right? And it was uh, really Bob, campy. Bob Kane. Bob Kane, Kane was, the, there you uh, go. was the originator of Batman. And if you actually look up the original character design of Batman, it looks like he was modeled after Zorro and Da Vinci. That was the idea of where Batman came from. Uh, okay. And he's like a black cape. He looks like a red leotard with a Zorro mask. It's it's blonde hair. It looks like Green Lantern more than. Hey, actually, didn't somebody say that Bob Kane didn't come up with him and that it was actually designed by another artist that Bob Kane kind of spoke for? Uh, kind no, of stole all that shit. Is that a different line for the design of Batman? Bob, Bob Kane created it, but there's another guy, uh, Bill something. I, I think. Man, I watched that. some some documentary on it. Now I think about it. Wasn't that about Batman? I'm asking Candy now. Oh, I thought that was about. Batman. No, it's really good. It's a really good um, uh, story. Uh, it's like a case in point. Uh, Bob Kane from the Bronx. Stan Lee is he from the Bronx? Both went to the same high school, D. Wynn Clinton High School up here. Huh. Um. A lot you know, of Stanley wasn't allowed to uh, adopt a child because he was Jewish. Um, I do know Stan, that Stanley Lee's name. That's not his original name. I forgot what his original name yeah. is. But but a lot of them, Jack Kirby, Kirby, that's not his last name. You know, uh, but these are the legends that are, you know, who the what made our, made our heroes. <laughs> Major, yes, mine, too, mine too. Really, I can't. But they've all been taken from me now, so I don't like them anymore. Fuck them. Well, fuck your yeah, well, Marvel universe. Fuck your DC universe. Fuck Star Wars. Fuck all that shit. It's all yours. You can have it back. I see what you do with shit. All you people with your stuff and your. All right. Now, I think I've gotten to old crotchety Kyle. I'm, it may be, I may have stayed too long. I'm not positive now I think about it. But I do feel that like Marvel universe uh, movies, I don't even give a fuck anymore. Uh, like, I'm kind of interested in seeing Moon Knight, but Moon Knight was amazing. I don't know. Was I'm it? a huge fan of Egyptology. I love Ancient Aliens. You would love Ancient Aliens. You know, I, I hate that show. You watch that show? I, I do, yes. Man, I got see, and listen to me. I don't even want to be defined by the things I hate. You know what I hate, though? <clears throat> it's unanswered what's questions. <laughs> what's good? What, what's bad is unanswered questions like, could it be that actually ancient aliens built the pyramids with batteries from their buttholes? You know, whatever it's going to like, they always have some same with the curse of Oak Island. Like, could it be? And they'll never answer it. <clears throat> like, that's conflict. What do you call it? You said, it's, said it's it was the same conflict formula. I think build they up the, the same necessity soundtrack. of conflict re resolution. Resolution right. to, the, to the story. Yeah, the suspense. There never future. is. One lady on that Ancient Aliens, I remember one time I seen it and it, it, I couldn't take it. And this is when I turned it. Because <laughs> I watched it for a minute until I just get filled up. And then I was like, she said, 
Some people believe that ancient, the aliens travel through time. And some people believe they travel faster than time. When in fact, I believe, <clears throat> I was like, what the fuck did you just say? Did you say, in fact, you believe? I mean, we're that starting to get to time travel now. That just I don't care. I just got stopped on the linguistics of it. She had a whole sentence of stupidity next to come. But in fact, you believe that's that's like in religion. That's what in fact, I believe that God actually came first. Then then the chicken <laughs> later, the egg that it, I'm, it, I'm, I don't know. A in fact, you believe does not believe in science. That's what I'm saying. In fact, you believe is no scientific evidence needed she says i believe they do both like of course you do in your dreams they're working both your ends ain't they girl <laughs> there there are wondrous possibilities from studying past civilizations to human subconscious and i, I See, think it's always is... tools we could reflect uh -huh. on to move forward in life i even use this analogy uh, but if it's all got... bullshit then what you can't really reflect on right like if you're reflecting on, a, on a, an imagined hypothesis with no evidence, you know, sometimes contradictory, like one episode is like, you're like, wait a second, I remember four episodes back, they were saying some other bullshit. Well, there's like, certain things that like, I really like. Like this lady thinks things. they both travel through time and faster in time or something like anyways. Well, no, let's say relating, let's say ancient aliens as actual alien beings, but let's say the science that men studied at the time, uh, let's say the circumference of the earth, for example, was found by ancient Egyptian librarian mm -hmm. based on shadows and sticks. Yeah, Hazma Hazat. Um, uh, Eratosthenes. Came up with that. I just yeah. made that up, I'm sorry. <laughs> Would you say you actually knew the name? Oh, it's Eratosthenes. Yeah, I'm actually. Man, I, I love it. astrophysics. I, I know this for a fact because once you uh -huh. start to understand the circum, he basically the circumference of the Earth, the circumference of the Earth, which is forty thousand kilometers, or if you want to just basically formulate, it's twenty four thousand miles, 24, 24 miles, twenty four time zones. It's the circumference of the Earth. Uh, and this he is was just able to the formulate that by some sh some some shit. Like, it was like, look, shadows, I can tell because shadows of the shadows in in two different cities in Egypt. That's a, a, a beautiful. Well, damn it, that kind of makes sense. Then did he think that he knew the world was round as well? And that's how it started. Yeah, because the lines of parallel shadows casting at different times show that there's a circumference to the surface of the Earth, which then led to the circumnavigation of the globe. So he knew that stars. shit well before Galileo Galileo. Yeah, a lot of these ancient um, times that like, I look back to, which really fascinate me, is that the aspect of conflict and war and lack of understanding led to the destruction of this ancient knowledge. And that's like, I think oh. the deficit is we could be coming How about back that? You now. think that maybe societies, right? They, uh, they learn to be smart after they have the strength to afford them that luxury, right? The so luxury. like you're super strong, you beat everybody up in an area. They're all like, oh man, those guys are the shit. Don't fuck with them. And now all of a sudden your kids don't get fucked with. And so your yeah. kids are like, yeah, my dad's really tough, but I'm learning how to do fucking tattoos. Uh, I'm writing poetry, right? And then eventually the lesser... Uh, supporters all me. 
Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're not looking outside the walls. And it's like everyone's got to kind of come up at the same time. But I mean, good data is good data, you know. Uh-huh. Exploring the stars is essential for survival. If you got a good data, then yeah, you don't need a good mother. <laughs> she can, she can fuck off. I don't. Know. You know, anything that makes people happy. You know, most people like to watch sports, like sports stats. Me, I like to know when next SpaceX launch is going up, or, uh, you know, what you- civilian opportunities are available like i always had this idea of wanting to tattoo in space or have other experiments and i was hey fuck you buddy that's my i'm i'm taking richard branson into the outer space i'm gonna sing him benny bardona's song and i'm gonna tattoo him yes if i could fly i'd lift you up I'll take you into space and tattoo a sleeve on your fucking we we can tattoo anywhere yeah we can't tattoo in space no gravity well that's actually what i was like working on as far as having a closed uh inkwell for the needle to having a diaphragm on the reservoir of the inkwell to prevent splatter from dipping the the needle in uh a a vacuum chamber on the the nozzle i'll 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 text you a picture of of my (laughs) my my plans actually i've I've, I've put a lot of thought into tattooing space. There's no ground. We just listen, but we can uh, we can use a certain um, we can spin things, right? So space stations, they imagine like would spin. That could give you centrifugal force. Then we could use that to create a floor, right? And we could tattoo there. Yeah, right? we just got to do it in a space station, or we got to spin a lot, right? And create some centrifugal force, like we're we're tattooing on a merry-go-round, which could. But yeah, they had some stations that were wide enough, like Skylab. But Skylab never spun. Um, it didn't. I thought they had no. like a thing either where they. they were well, the ones in the movies I watched, it didn't spin. Oh, um, I would make mine spin. I would make mine spin just for effect, if nothing else. They like if I was, if Elon Musk and I were both competing, you know, for like space. Oh yeah, check like, out. Some of those I would numbers. point out to the group. I would be like. Yeah, that's fine. I guess you can go with Elon's plan if you want one that don't spin. It's, uh, you know, what I hope to see out of this, like what I like about space is that it's, it's becoming popularized now. I'd like it to become more personalized where you're having the ability of having regular people come in. Like when you see Shatner go up and he had this epiphany of life and understanding more than he probably ever had his life in this, seeing the fragile nature of Space yeah, and then he wanted planet. to stop war. You think it, it, everybody goes up, and we all come down like, oh my god, what are we? What the what fuck are we, are we killing? For? Why would we yeah. do that? Do you see that it, we're all on the same damn ball? Like all the wars and politicians that just keep layering on this selfish greed of control and materialism. If you just went up a little bit, would you? Well, what about these religions too? These religions that go and they hold everybody back from seeing, you know, the scientific truth because they're always fighting for instead of seeing where their truth fits into science, they're always forcing science into their truth or then they have to fight against it until they eventually change some line in the Bible from being a beast to being a bear or from being a leviathan uh, to being a, a whale. You know, like, well, we kind of figured out there ain't nothing really that can eat it. So we figured it must be a whale. It's like it wasn't a whale. 
was a Leviathan. It was a beast. God made beast happen. Anyways, moving on. Like, and, and then religions, right? Like, fuck religions on that same aspect, I guess I mean to say, right? As well, far as we say politicians fucking shit up, I'm like, these religions that go against each other enough that they would war with each other to kill each other. But the truth of the matter is they're fucking the same people for the most part. Like, I don't yeah. know what the Taliban's got against Christians because, like, they both hate gay people. They both want to stop you from aborting babies. And they're willing to do it by force. <laughs> you know, like, it's, just because you guys of... pray in a different language, it seems like you you worship the same hateful bastard. It's a very... Uh, conflict of beliefs really can make things difficult at times i used Ooh. to have certain types of opinions too and i realized like you know if it works for you like there's like a south park episode about mm -hmm. like the whole premise of south park is just like this whole bantering back and forth with two people primarily making fun of each other's religion one's a jewish guy the other one's like a mormon or something like that and they go back and forth there's one episode where they're making fun of mormons and at the end of the episode it's like you know what you're right my religion is a little fucked up, but it brings people together and it makes me happy. And I kind of remember yeah. that. Like South Park has a lot of great like analogies and memories. And I'm not saying that those supportive beliefs are yeah. like, you know, it it, brings it's like, it's us like a... together separate from them. <laughs> and it makes me happy as long as it's us separate from them. There's uh, it's like a rough place. I mean, for me, I know it's be like, Take some shrooms and figure it out for yourself. That's I think that's what Jesus answer. recommended. I suggest anybody going to church, go to church on mushrooms one, one weekend at least. I mean, you, you can't go. You don't have to need a spaceship to go to outer space. Just take some fucking shrooms. Yeah, I guess that's one way to get there. huh? Yeah, Stephen Hawking, he was in a wheelchair, but he said he took his mind everywhere. So, ha ha. That's what he used to say. He'd be like, ha ha. I'd be like, dude, I can beat you in a race. And he'd be like, I've been everywhere. Fuck you. Celo Steven's very close. To he was a fucking dick, owner. I guess is what I'm really saying. If you've met the guy, everybody feels so bad for him. He's so smart and all that. Like, and he's so crippled up. But he was a fucking dick. Now everybody's got to be like, oh, Stephen Hawking. But I was, I'm kidding. He was on The Simpsons. <laughs> I think a few times. So are you mad at him then? Because he's got a skag. The Screen Actors Award. Is, he's he a, definitely does have a set card for being in The Simpsons. You're absolutely right. They usher you in for certain roles, like like Eminem, for example, not an actor, but needs a set card to be in a union film. They make him an actor, like to do Eight Mile, for example. Okay, that, that's I wasn't that. aware. He right on. That, that's the way you can do. It. You need three things, three speaking roles, uh, non-union speaking roles. And one time, you got to jump out of the plane with someone strapped to your back first. Maybe who knows what the role is going to be. You know, life, uh, life is a stage, right, Kyle? Well, well if I'm making them, you got to fucking go while we're pissing on your back. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all videotaping it. So, I don't know. Can we use that against you? If we're peeing on your back, I dare say we're as much a party to fucking that goat as you are. You know yeah. what? Never mind. I'm going to change the rules. We're doing something else. But when I figure it out, I'm going to give you a text about my new cult. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably a great market. You know, you got a great retirement plan out of it. People are taking care of you. I'll get your laundry done. Someone's making you a sandwich. You know, why not? I mean, oh. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. Just because they always seem to end so bad. 
But I guess if you went into it with the right intent and purpose, the right, maybe no, you wouldn't right go intent. crazy with power. Yeah, you everyone know? eventually just gonna do the mad power thing, right? Better just, but yeah. You know, like when Elon gets to Mars, do we really think that he's going to be like, hey, by the way, guys, uh, I was thinking democracy, right? Because that just makes sense. It's worked so well. Mm, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Like, hey, guys, I really appreciate all the work you've done. And I'm the king. By the way, I'm the king and my family will rule Mars forever until Earth's habitable again. Because we fucked that thing up. There's still time. There's actually a beautiful documentary from, uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh man, well, I can't remember his name. He's the uh, English guy from BBC. It don't matter. We ain't going to remember him. Uh, Atterbury or whatever. Yeah, David, David Attenborough. Attenborough. Mm-hmm. David Attenborough. It's called My Witness. And it's a, it's a wonderful documentary uh, on climate change and the devastation on wildlife that it's caused. And here we see the fan in the natural habitat sucking up diesel fuel it, it does it, why he says there's some hope we get to save the planet there's such an amount of research and technology and opportunity for the industry because the future industries are going like people like me and you in a weird way are in a great place because there's always gonna be rich people to tattoo but there's it seems like uh there was like a simpsons episode where like bart wanted to have homer's job and then hugh jackman came in and explained that no your dad's job was gonna be done by a robot and whatever you went to school for by the time you're done a robot's going to be doing that too. And you're just going to be lucky to get it being like unemployment basically forever. That, that, that's your goal if you're very lucky. So uh, what's that? Uh, it's a basic minimum income. Talking some Andrew Yang political shit there. Huh? Yeah. You know, these are just things to think about for the future. We're, I'm lucky to be in a good place that I'm in now with tattooing, but this could be like coal mining in the next couple of years. Who the hell knows? We could be designing NFTs for digital tattoos instead of actually working on people. Who knows what our market might blossom into? Yeah, have that one as my one of my philosophical revelations. Does our tattoo we, work will more move to a digital realm? You think we'll be doing tattoos digitally more than we would? I mean, I don't th- doubt that anybody won't be doing it because we already know that that Jimmy, no, no, um Joey just did one, right? Tattoo bums. His NFT. He did some kind of tattoo on in the meta world or something. I don't know. I that's what I'm gonna have a cult in the meta. That's actually what I'm gonna do. And that is it. We're all you're gonna have to screw a goat to get in the cult, but we're all pissing on your back. So it's kind of even. We're all in this sick shit together. I mean, I know you gotta screw a goat, but we're we're gross enough too, right? We're pissing on your back and watching it. Who the hell does that? But once you're in, you get to evade taxes. So the certainties of life yeah yeah it's gonna be like a religion or something and we should get tax exempt status i don't know what we'll worship um i i I think i'm pontificating too is that pontificating when i'm going uh off the topic pretty much or is it's like pontificating is actually talking something more in depth right it's like gassing yourself up like aloud what do you, I think the best way, you know, it's like, okay, like, I'm going to talk about how I'm the shit now and how awesome things are for me, regardless of that's bon- no, that's like exclaiming or boasting. <laughs> that's braggadociousness, isn't it? What's the I, difference I that's between? A, yeah, it's, a, it's a type of uh, of boasting. Yeah, you're 
pontificating is a type of boasting like like an ego trip that's basically my my opening monologue would be a prime example of pontification for sure uh which was what when we were talking earlier yeah i think you mean your opening monologue uh, rich Mm -hmm. uh said uh why are you why did you get cast on the show i said because i'm uh uh incredibly intelligent and good looking uh or something like that and everyone's kind of like had a very drastic opinion change to me from that moment on <laughs> it was it was like oh this guy's gonna get fucked with in the multiverse that's where one of the multiverse splits certainly have happened that quantum choice of what words would, would have you said anything different would you have changed it in any way i probably just went with some bad jokes I learned from that your book. Your book has a great, you know, personality. Um, I like that it's my book. Fuck Dale Carnegie. I wrote that shit. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Kyle Dunbar. That's one of the things I would have changed. You know, regardless of whatever the influence of the show or the producers would have had, if Mm -hmm. I would have kept to myself and just gave the best of me, I might have been in a better, at least spiritual place for me now in my life well when you're meeting people that's when it affects you probably the most because they don't have an idea of you as a real human they have an idea of of you as this character i mean they have that of of everybody but they had less time with you to develop uh, an idea that even as a character you have a full range of emotion so when they meet you that you can seem one-dimensional enough that they don't I can imagine at least that they don't, you know, learn more or want to or, or think there is more. Yeah. And I think that's what, what I, what maybe come to do this show with you was I was actually hanging out in one of the shops that I learned in. Uh, and of course, from being on the show, my own behavior would never be hired back. Welcome me to hang out. People recognize me, take pictures of me all the time hanging in the shop. The owner will never hire me back. Wow. I like um, what like shouldn't people even mystical might get second chances even like isn't that something i want to afford other people because i may need one i guarantee so shouldn't you they're they gonna do be the hearing same this? for you they're uh-huh. gonna be listening to this in that same shop they're gonna hear this podcast in that same shop they're listening to I'm it they're breaking better. the fourth Actually, wall right now like, i know y'all <laughs> hearing me yeah, that's some fourth wall shit that's really happening right now. Yeah, and I deserve because, a second chance. Well, I've noticed that your tattooing's gotten better. The more that you've been out on the road, you're you're tattooing next to some of the best in the world. And your saturation and your even your designs. I like the design uh of the tech mech, tech mechanical. That's thank you. Yeah, that you do. I think it looks awesome. Thank you. That's like something you always think, and you see all these like artists out there where it's like they're remembered for their originality and it's I, i'm trying to push that so much now because i need something to overshadow my behavior so i'm trying to make an art style that could possibly do that um of well, course it's also something that, that you it. had you had that kind of stuff on you when you came to the show too uh a little bit that was the organic style which i then had covered with the uh, mechanical form which was my original right. idea so the which tech- may be harder to do but kind of a cooler thing in, in the it actually becomes like armor. So a lot it, of these it, it guys, does. they already, some people come and they want that leather armor sleeve, that chain mail sleeve. They want that shoulder piece. And honestly, that that's, it can be cool. But what you do gives the same kind of idea of that, right? But it has cooler shapes that can address 
parts of the body better than the rigid confines of chain mail and metal work. I mean, there's a lot that you can do with chain mail and metal work, but when you're putting it on the skin, um, you're trying to make it look way bigger than it is. So you have to do some weird optimization reality yeah, that doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't work from every angle, especially so like when you're looking at uh, one of those chain mail pieces straight on, it makes their shoulders generally look shorter. You know what I mean? Like not wide. Because and then when you look at it from the side, you're like, okay, I get it. But now it still seems as though it should be further out because we're trying to be the shoulder cap area that would be more like a, a shoulder pad. And you just can't yeah. do that. But with I mean, your, it's, with, it's, they're, mm-hmm. they're always fun to do. You know, I think when I meet someone, sometimes it's, it's really great to do out in the Midwest. Midwest is like the biomedical capital of the world. You know, especially like you go to Ohio, you go to Kansas City, all these places, man. And they just love the biomech. Like we were just in um, Omaha Kansas. and I got to do some really cool okay. mech plates. Um, and I started as an idea. Uh, I was a big fan of uh, Giger as an artist, huge fan of Alex Gray. And my own spiritual interpretation of technology is the branching out of the interconnectedness to um, all our people. Like we're using technology, we're using iPhones, we're using our thumb in this data translation of like me and you are connecting right now through the internet, through, through data. Uh, I'm putting my art out through Instagram. It's we're branching ourselves out to interconnect to everybody. It's not on a biological. You're you're trying to make this dirty. No, it's, it's, it's no a symbiosis. Are you, you giving my phone a with our soul. virus? <laughs> right um, on. Technology of our soul? Well, we're, we're interfacing with it. Like, I, I get to communicate with you. You're what was the guy's name that named you? What was that kid's name named you? His name was Leo. Leo. Leo is spot Leo. on. Leo is from Jersey. I met him in the village. Did you become more mystical as you became after you were mystical? Did you allow yourself more more ability to go go that direction with your thoughts? I always love uh, magic. Uh, I'm not a natural magician. I have windows on my fingers. If anyone practices magic, it's the space between your fingers. So concealing certain tricks are impossible for me out of the light that would reflect through the image in my hand. What? Um, yeah, <laughs> as much as many years we study art, magic uh-huh. is the same dedicated practice regimen it's it's a lifestyle just as our tattooing is a lifestyle to us um yeah but it's something i practice as like a way of i'm not good at it i want to study something i'm not good at let me just try to it helps neuroplasticity and you know the more your brain is in a learning state the more we can keep learning and retaining the knowledge that we are learning make your brain more like silly putty precisely yes and that's um more of these, like these analogies, why the tattoos are mechanical, why technology and spiritual wisdom are important to coincide, universal understanding. Well, I figured topics. it was more with just uh, protecting yourself with those things. But so you have a lot of thought in into these tattoos, as far as I mean, I guess I kind of not just as a form of abstract art, because of course I'm creating this. It is an abstract art form, as Art Deco was, as yeah postmodern expressionism or surrealism was was birthed um i remember i read like a preface from a tattoo article and it was comparing paleolithic cave art to tattooing in the same monochromatic level of application from black to color to line work and we're doing cave cave work with lines well i mean with lines yes but they didn't have like lines and they color areas in 
And then until the invention of technology where we had holographic images and sculpture art that had blossomed into more of a reality producing engine that hey, yeah. we've been able to learn from and pass our knowledge down into into our modern time until we got iPhones. And I wouldn't I want to do it if I couldn't come back. But wouldn't you want to go back in time and just blow their mind with like some pencil on a cave wall? And then it would be there too when you came back to the future and you're like, I'm going to go to this spot and you go there. And it's like a museum now. And there's a big shrine around some pencil work that you did. And Maybe. As long as but I can come back. But I think that's kind of a good way I could, I could almost wrap up everything that, that I Dude, said. They would here. think you were a God. If you could draw a face, if you went back in time and you like meshed out a face, you know, when you put that little highlight on the eye, they would just look at you like, oh, my God. And they would worship you. White highlight. Like oh, C-3PO shit, and Star Wars. Yeah. Just come back. We, as long as you have some white highlight for the eye. We love our white <laughs> highlights. Yeah. They're gonna, you're going to do a face. And they're gonna like, oh, my God, a face. He made a face. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I want. I, and yeah, I don't. I don't want to go back. But I, I know people were stupid enough. If they were putting up that cave drawing shit. Somebody was proud of it. That's why it looks like a child. That's what you show me some early art, early art, whatever. Let me tell you that my kid could do better. I wouldn't put that shit on my refrigerator. Oh, well, uh, we got to start somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, beginnings. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I want to, if I could just predate that a little bit and then do something that was awesome or even just barely awesome it just has to be a little better right and then they're like you can see here that somebody drew something that makes sense and then this fucking child must have gotten away with his crayons and put this shit on the cave wall so uh, yeah yeah that's kind of where it is so in, in the combination of everything getting to express which i'm super grateful for having kind of explaining the disassociation of reality tv to the esoteric wisdom of astrophysics, my scientific exploration into the arts of science and how I applied it to my tattoo style. Uh, in a way, I'm going to sum up what I learned from all my favorite astrophysicists. Please. Is that, which is something that kind of, we all kind of are aware of and that our cells and our atoms in our body are traceable to the explosion of stars. And in a way, examining the science that we are literally stardust we are one with the universe and this should no way make us feel less special as individuals but dude you're so far off i am made of clay and my wife comes from my rib but that we are we because we are all one we are not just one with Mm -hmm. ourselves but with the universe this does make us very very special very very uniquely special very connected and how I try to reach out to all these people, how I tried to make things, make amends for my mistakes. So I want to go try to be better and prevent them. And how I want to make, just, just I want to have fun memories. I'm trying to make my life easier. I think everybody should through just- How's it going recently? Understanding. Um, How's it going doing that recently then? I mean, quarantine has been rough. Uh, you know, like oh, every man. time I get head somewhere in life, something kind of takes me down. Uh, I was close to finally getting a, a bit more stability in my life. And then, but you know what? I, uh, you want to elaborate? You want to uh, pontificate? No, no. Well, yeah, it's getting you a little can't late, pontificate so about that, can you? Because that's the kind I, of down shit. 
it's a little bit of downside. I like to keep this on a very positive, open level. And because it gets a little bit late, I got to take care of things. Uh, you got shit going on today? I got a couple things to take care of for the rest of the evening. Um, you could hear it's kind of loud. My neighborhood is is in New York. I hear the but, awesome birds. You oh, that's, the, birds that's, a, that's a motorcycle alarm. That's my neighbor's motorcycle alarm. It's very... Uh, it sounds like birds chirping. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Right on, man. New York has a sound, doesn't it? I, I'll let you it's, get back to to your day and, and see. I see that you got to get. Obviously, I've stayed too long. I've said too much, or I'm about to ask too much. But I really appreciate you coming on, dude. I do. Uh, I had a blast talking. I always do. People sometimes see pictures that we'll post of us being t- hanging out at shows, and the, one dude was like, "Oh my god! Obviously, it's all fake. These guys should hate each other." And I was like. But we never, you and I never hated each other, right? No, and that you're actually, at all people I met on the show, you really want to talk to still? No. No, because you talked to Al. Oh, Oh, yeah, Al. But But I wasn't on Al's season. season. Like, if I was specifically just isolate our season, like, you'd only want to talk to you. Well, you kind of became a joke, I guess, in that. And then it's hard for people to give you that second chance. But um, you know what? We talked about it. I said to you outside... I was like, I, I got an idea who you are. I was like, I bet you got a friend that like ate a mouse in science class or he picked his nose when he was a kid or ate pace and everybody made fun of him about that shit. And you defended somebody. He's like, that dude is my friend forever. He, I was like, no, that's what I knew about you. I knew that you would be because that's also kind of me. I, I, I always, you know, like I think that the lowest of us are, are still awesome, you know, like, if, yeah. and honestly, if we look at our uh, movies and stories that we tell, those are the things that get spread easily as much as the uh, King Arthur style hero, you know, the Luke Skywalker style can do no wrong people. We also talk about the Jar Jar Binks, you know, and uh, Jar Jar is awesome. Some people think he's a Sith Lord. So. Secretly, yeah, you never know. That's what I feel like you and me. We're the Jar Jar. Maybe, maybe people don't put me on Jar Jar, but I feel like I'm Jar Jar because it's uh, easier to hang out in that, in that company. Nobody thinks as much that you got to accomplish. You know what I mean? No, no need for com- competition. No competing. You just lay back in the cut and just be like, I'm just being Jar Jar, you know? Yeah, no, uh, no more things for me. If I'm going to do any kind of competition, it's going to be like a marathon race or a, like a like a sporting event. I would uh, creative competitions or. Are... Well, are you still looking for roles? I do want to find myself as an actor still. I do love acting. I'm not going to. Um, so I do hope to find I'm, I'm always exploring other mediums. I always want to be. Honestly, it's music, man. I love music. I've always been working on a project on and off for a while, and I'm really happy to see more things happen in it. And it's uh, it's kind been of music really, do you do? I mean, I love. I grew up on classic rock. I like to play very blues, neo soul inspired uh, rock music. I, mainly classical uh, rock is where I got my inspiration from. Uh, but you, the music uh, itself. Do you know about our friend Clucci? No. No? Come on. You ain't heard of Clucci? 
No. You know, you know him. I hope I hope Gucci is as famous as Gucci Mane. Isn't that that guy's name? Uh, is is any any day I, I have because dude we know we've known Clucci we go back with Clucci when Clucci is flying on them G six G thirteens probably by then you know uh, then I'm gonna be like dude I knew him back in the day now Clucci is is Joshua Hibbert okay well that's his his uh, his his artist handle we'll call it that. I think it's his rap name, yo. <laughs> you know, I've always worked, uh, uh, like, I've always like tried to have other like aspirations. Like, maybe I'll take my engineering knowledge and go work for JPL, uh, which is like a a part of NASA. Uh, they build the spaceships to go to Mars, and I'm like, I have a great scientific mind. I have a passion for space. I love it so much. I'd be happy even to be the janitor of the place. But at the end of the day, I know I'd go there. I'd try to start off somewhere as an entry-level engineer or just anywhere, and they'll be like, oh, so I noticed we said penis envy on Ink Master, so uh, even though you're <laughs> qualified, we, we just can't, you know, but maybe I'm hoping because they understand scientifically that they may be able to pass. Who knows? Who knows what I can do with my intellect? I can't, I can't imagine it could hold you back like that forever, because one, one, you can, if you just make people approach you on that level, so really, what what you should try to do is not use any big words. Three syllables, don't do it. Try that for a while, and you will find yourself being smarter, the smartest person in the room. <laughs> I mean, it's that time and place for stuff. Obviously, I live like don't don't, don't you think? Because it challenges people when they hear uh, a big word, even if it's just four syllables. You know, superficial, and you're already like, oh, come on, man. Why'd you have to say I'm, that? You know, I'm, people I'm just not- fake. I, I kind of went overboard. I'm not a smarter. I try to be intelligent. Doesn't mm-hmm. really work out at times, but that's why <laughs> it never so does hard. It's because uh-huh. things are so hard for me. Uh, and I take every advantage I can from trying to study neurochemistry to make myself remember not to act like a fool. But good luck. <laughs> with that. Right. Well, that's, I, I don't mean fool. I hope that's not what, what it seems I'm saying. I, no, I'm more, I'm- more mean challenging. Right. So like, if I have to pull out my thesaurus and my dictionary every time I'm talking to you, then people are going to steer. Not They're going to be like, man, I, I can't. Right. No, I'm definitely and, not and, for you to be. Yeah. Well, it, it might be no fault of your own. Or well, no maybe, maybe I'm wiser in different things. Uh, but, um, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. like I said, like, I'm not relying on my vocabulary. Uh, I'm more relying on what effective communication is. And like studying things like that book or Chris Voss has a great, bit of knowledge uh who is uh like works for the fbi and has a great way of communicating business um what's he say uh amazing that's where the accusation audit um, uh came uh in the beginning of our conversation where I, i'm preparing okay. you for the bad news it's like when you tell a client a price for a tattoo and you're like this is going to cost more than your car and if they don't flinch then it's good you know and that's, <laughs> that's what i see because we, we, we get commissioned for tattoos that it's like, damn, this is a life-changing experience. This ain't going to be cheap for you. What kind of car do these people drive? <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of tattoo they're getting, right? It's always like how much money you got, what do you have available? But it's, I'm kind to help anybody. If you're just a kind person and you want to get a good tattoo, I got you. You know, it's, I'm just happy to work. I love my job. Uh, I'm even happier when it's the kind of style that I love, which is, of course, the anime uh, illustrative uh, quality of art 
which anime's popping off right now too. So you're you're having fun doing that. There's a whole surge of it right now. It's a great community, and especially for going through so much that I've done, I find a great amount of understanding in it. A very accepting LGBT community in the anime world. Uh, yeah. Everybody has something to talk about. It gives them strength. It gives them inspiration. All my tattoos, even on my arms, are inspired by Gundam, which is okay. uh, a mech space anime drama. And uh, uh, you know, that's part of that that analogy. I am a living Gundam. I am a giant. You know, my arms are robots because I use them so much for work. Now that's not the dance that everybody was doing, right? Gundam style. No, that's something else. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, sounds very similar, though. Sounds very similar. Uh, you want to see a good Gundam? Gundam Unicorns on Netflix. It's got a great uh, future. Uh, peer into the future of uh, migrating humanity to space and finding oppression and freedom through the evolution of humanity through being in space. Can I just watch some shit get blown up? Gotta think about it like that. I mean, um, it's got giant robots. What do you stuff. think? No, can't go wrong. Okay. I'm going to take your word on it. I, I, I don't think you're wrong at all. What do you think of uh, it getting, obviously you see it then getting in all kinds of popular culture now. It's even in MMA as Israel is Sonya does several taunts to and and I don't know just that are based off of uh, different anime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to add. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I really appreciate you, you hanging out and talking with me. I'm going to let you get back to the city. Give it a hug for us. I don't know. Go out and hug a street bum for me or, or uh, at least a light <laughs> you know, um, eat some eat some street meat for us. And uh, no, I'm, and, I'm a vegan now, so I won't. Uh, uh, different different lifestyle. You know, so. Well, uh, so eat a street falafel. That's and you can do that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, falafel. I'm, I'm, they, I'm, I'm gonna stay in. I'm gonna do. I gotta take care of some some things here and get ready for the morning. Because we got we got we got Houston next week. Next week is Houston, right? You gonna be in Houston? Yeah. No, nah, the ticket was fucking crazy. What are you spending on a ticket for that? Oh, ticket for no, me is really good. Oklahoma is fucking... I don't even want to talk about my ticket for Oklahoma. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I'm just doing... Traveling is getting hard. They're, uh, they're, it costs more and more every time we're going out. But at, at any rate... Flyer miles, man, and buy, buy them in advance. That's all I've been trying to... Never. I don't even like flying. And that's so far for me. We just bought a new car so that we can drive around. Dude, that's yeah. great. Yeah, but anything like East Coast, anything 13-hour worth of drive, I drive. So, yeah. like, North Carolina, uh, anything in, like, Cleveland, I drive. Kansas City, I used to drive, too. 20 uh, hours is a lot. Sometimes. From New York. Do it. By right. myself. Yeah, it's just a... To Denver, that's crazy. It's a few days for a drive, for sure. By yourself. Yeah. By myself. I'm the only person that drives on my team, so... Ooh. I got a great partner. Uh, Somebody come with you? Who comes with you? Uh, I got a great partner. It's been a, a my business partner since I've been on the road. Oh, not and, a tattoo artist. Um, she's an artist, but she works amazing, diligent in business. And oh, I know what you're talking about. You go give her a prop. What's her name? Oh, uh, uh, I'm sure she won't. She prefers a a solitude life. She would 
her if I not mentioned. I already know. So I will respect she's her a tattoo artist. She's a very accomplished person, but I understand yeah, that she's a very Candy, Candy and I, we're making we're gonna talk to her, straighten her out. You can't be an artist until you can say you're an artist. Quit it. So she's a, a very she's, very she's well a good artist. anime artist as well. So um, and you guys been traveling together, no problem. All right, yeah. brother, I love you. I appreciate you giving you letting uh, let me have this time with you, and uh, we'll let you know when we're gonna post it up and all that shit. Yeah, when's your when's your next show, Kyle? What's uh who are gonna be? Um, we're doing Charlotte. Fuck me, I'm not gonna see it at the end of the month. All right, well, I'll be yeah, in Charlotte yeah. too, man. Um, we're not doing Oklahoma or uh, or Oklahoma or uh, Houston. There was just too much. Well, too I hope sorry. my booth is next to you in Charlotte. I'm gonna put in the message. I'm gonna email and be like, yo, put my booth next to you, man. We can chill out a little bit more. Right on. I have a writer that says I don't give a fuck who you put me. At. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, that I hope I hope it works out. And if so, we'll see you. No, no, it'll be great to be close to you, man. And um, I got some more cool stories I'll share with you too. So, uh, well, you're gonna share them with anybody on the show then too. Yeah, we'll if go you over what, what what we can share share in the future. Yeah, we should figure it out for sure. It'll be fun to do it. Oh, people, the, the people are sure. You know, I'm not good enough to get all of the questions that people want me to ask in, and so I'm sure they're gonna want to ask some more yeah or maybe they're gonna say thing didn't get answered or I mean, was like questions for me to follow up in specifically and uh you know i'm i'm happy to do so it's, it's nice to have uh it was nice that you gave me the offer uh no so uh i can't wait till i go walk into another shop and probably hear this podcast as i i i know i know the irony and layers of complexity in my life it's gonna it's gonna happen well, uh, yeah, you know, if we just it speak it into existence, it's going to happen anyways. So one thing is, you know, you got to prepare your own mind for certain successes. So you it just like uh, you have to start expecting a second chance. And when somebody says to you, I want to hold you back because you are on Ink Master, you really have to kind of just be like, come on, really? Come on, really, Ink Master? If it was such a big deal to you. Why the fuck is Ink Master such a big deal to you? Let's be honest, bro. Because it was a stupid part of my life. You would believe the same. So why wouldn't it just be silly? You know what I mean? You're making it like as the boss, you're making it the bigger deal. You're 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 making it like Ink Master matters. If it don't matter, then hire a motherfucker. Because here's my credentials. These this is my ability. It was an idea that was brought up to me. And if I do find myself with any type of reality TV show or TV show in general, I'll certainly have a better consult with professionals to help me understand my contract more, not to be so uh, taken advantage of. Because, shit, man, how many streaming (laughs) services this spawned off into? I didn't see any of this as part of our initial contract. I didn't see this as... Well, the worst is that it hasn't been good for it. Just for me, every time it spawns off, it's fucking awesome. But if it's if it's treating you bad, then every single time it spawns off, you're like, oh fuck! Now we're out on Paramount Plus. Shit! I deleted you know? all my Instagram, all mystical everything. I got rid of it all, and people still find me, bro. And mostly the haters. Well, be it. Well, be. And nah. I'm like, bro, I just want to live, just man. Just don't you pay attention heart. to the haters. Don't even look in the comments. No, I, 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 I just, just delete. And you know, what I tell them. You know what? Huh? Come see me. I'm at an Expo. I travel. I know you two broke to come see me, so I'll be close to you one day. 
just come up and tell me, yo, I'm that dude in the gram. Cash me on side. No, no quit say, come on. Why? You're gonna let uh, that you're gonna let that person's small mindedness. You, listen, if you get if, like you, if you wrestle it. with pigs, you both get dirty. Why why do it? That's true. But I, I was thinking like the Will Smith shit, like you ain't gonna stop it unless you, you stop it. You know, what, but oh, like Will Smith did the all. right thing. Is that what you're saying? I think Smith is not in that situation. Right it, it could have been done better. I mean, that was wrong. You fucking laughed before. Yeah. You slapped the dude anyway. You, you Listen, did take this attitude to it. My day will go. It was the wrong take, setup. Take a lesson from David David Navarro. Dave, the devil spun silk-haired one himself. And, and recognize that you have the choice in that situation to let a person bother you. Even if someone came and said, hey, dude, I'm that guy that's been giving you hell on the gram. You have the choice in that situation to try and beat the shit out of a troll. And in the worst case, you're still going to hurt your fist, punching him into his soft face. Right? Yeah. It's not a pillow. And, I mean, it's also going to be the, the only takes of- eight pounds of pressure to break a hand. So you got a chance to break the thing that makes you money. So oh. what the fuck is worth it there? Nope. The other the other option that you have is to say, you know what? thinking nothing about you is not only going to fire you up and piss you off more and be serving to me in my soul, but also it's going to be the way that I really feel. Cause really I don't give a fuck about you. You don't make or break my day, you know? Oh, I'm glad you have that opinion and that you know, it. like sometimes figuring out how we feel about a person or a thing is all we have in life. So, at least now you know how you feel about me. You fucking lucky bastard. But yeah, I'm lucky I made you that upset. You had to find me, do all that research. And there's a lot of research you got to do to find me. Oh, they're I, trolling. I yeah. yeah. They're just looking for it. They'll never meet you anyways. And it wouldn't be, but I just mean to say, even the uh, amount of energy that you're giving it now isn't healthy enough for you. You know, if these people think low of you because of an appearance that they, you've had on the show, to where they need to reach out of their small lives and contact you to let you know how much better than you they are. Cause that is what they're doing. Right. Isn't there, they're trying to alleviate it's their feeling. Stress. Yeah. They well, want to feel their feeling of inadequacy something that they don't normally feel. Well, you know, also like- don't they feel inadequate? Why else do they need to reach out to you? Listen, if you suck at life and I'm not saying you do, but if something I'm watching on TV sucks at life, why the fuck do I reach out to it to, to, to let it know that it sucks at life? Why? How small am I if I need to reach out? If I'm if I'm going to call up Mr. Mike and be like, I'm better. The whole the whole purpose of that, the only reason it could exist, I mean, psychologically, is because they want to feel better than somebody, which means they are stupid and that they don't feel good about who they are now. So. Allowing that person then to get energy from you, hate even, which is equal to love. These people are probably fucking watch their mom and dad beat the shit out of each other every Friday night on a drunken bender. You know what so, I mean? Yeah, and they don't right. understand the love differently. The show. Now and they see you. They, I, I, now you love them as much as, as you hate them. You're giving them what they want. And you're jumping down in that pig pen and they're coming out all muddy and so are you. And you, you, you get nothing from it. Well, that's a great perspective. I like that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I'm going to remember that next time I deal anymore at hate mail. Shit. Yeah, every single anyway. situation. Anybody wants to get on me about something, they know right away. Fuck them. 
<laughs> Candy gets on a lot of it for me. She already looks it all on my, like uh, she created an echo chamber. It's not even fun for me anymore because I only like the opposite, you know, but it's good for me because I don't need, it makes me fat, right? Just thinking about the stress. It can, here's an effect that just reading uh, bad comments can actually have on you. Like it can actually fuck with your, like little kids trying to kill themselves now from reading bad comments, right? So it's not so crazy to think that it has an effect even on me. Okay, yeah. I'm stronger than a little kid, but doesn't it have an effect? And then when I read it, it and read does. it and read it and read it. So what, if it's not a good effect, I'm going to engage in that, especially when I know. But the way to know, the way to not engage in it is to know that it is coming from a place of weakness because cruelty to others always stems from a place of weakness. And so anytime someone's being cruel to you, it's, it shouldn't be too hard to make them lace up the shoe they're trying to put on, you know, a little bit of investigation. And you're going to see usually in the very things that they say, you know, someone tells you their mom's fat. <laughs> it's because their mom, may, you know what? Their mom has a fucked up self-image. I can't say that she's fat. She might be hot as shit, but real quick, I'm going to be like, oh, my mom's fat. Right. Now, that's cool. I don't know why you're noticing that shit so much because, but I can figure it's probably because you want to fuck your mom. Cause I seen your mom. She's a swimsuit model. I was worried about yeah. her image. You know what I mean? You weird ass edible complex. Now that's a lot worse. But it, it would it could be a stemming from the same thing. If that person says this, same with tickling. This is my dad taught me. I could be wrong. I haven't found it to be wrong. You get in a fight with, with whatever lover that you're with, uh, they start tickling you. It's because they want to be tickled. <laughs> you know, if, if someone tickles somebody, they are ticklish. That's actually what my dad said. He says, just know this, God. If anybody ever tries to tickle, because kids used to tickle me and make me pee. You know, Jason, and Joey, and my brother, they used to lock me inside of sleeping bags and stuff and torment me like that. I was one of the younger ones and they could team up on me. But in that, my dad would also let me know that everybody that tickles is also ticklish. And I think there's something there. Everybody that, that hates, that's something that you could easily hate that you could expose and make worse. That's the whole reason they're doing it is they're escaping the smallness that they, that they feel from a day-to-day -day business, uh, banal life and somehow reaching out to you and saying, I'm better than you makes it same with whores. Whores do it too. Right? So like a whore sees a guy in a weak moment, she can smell his depth desperation on him. He's probably got a tattoo of his wife's name on him somewhere. You know what I mean? Which nothing smells more like desperation than that. You know, we've been through some hard times. Well, I put her name on me so that I fucking can't ever escape time. that bitch. <laughs> That's what it becomes. And a whore looks over at it and comes over like a challenge because she wants to feel better than Samantha, or Susan, or fucking whoever's on that arm, you know? And she, they're going to have a fucking moment of lapse of reason in the car and then or at a hotel or wherever. And it don't, that girl's going to get you caught because she don't feel good until she has that confrontation. She gets to tell the woman I'm better than you. I thought I was better than you. And that's why it always, that, uh, it's, I don't know. People have a weakness. Anytime you see cruelty to others, it stems from their own weakness. That's, that's very true. So fuck them. <laughs> so, so at the I'm, same time, I'm, I'm next time I'm living my good life, Kyle. 
That was the that. longest explanation of the stupidest. I should have just kept it there. Candy can edit that out. <laughs> hey, man, I love you. I'll let you get back at it and uh, look forward to seeing you again. We'll see you in Charlotte. Love you, Kyle. Yeah, man, Charlotte, man. We've got some barbecue down there. Yes, sir. Take care. All right, man. Yo, thank you for, for the interview, bro. You have a great night. You do the same. All right, man. You take it easy. Take care. Peace. Peace out. Yeah, peace. Now I'm just copying you. Who's going to say it last? Dude, I'll keep talking. You got to be careful. <laughs> I'm trying to give you your night back. Oh, did he take off that time? Okay. Well, I'm going to talk anyways. Because, man, that was really fun. And anybody that don't want to give uh, get a chance, then fuck you, right? I, I haven't, I guess, looked at it. I, I am not wrong. His saturation's gotten better. His line work's gotten better. And his creativity's better. Um, so I, I don't know. It is what it is. I see a lot worse artists than, um, than mystical making money. A lot. And, and not is fun people uh he's a challenge you know because it, it is hard to scratch your brain and be like i have to come up with so much in my head to listen to his sentence <laughs> you know and and as someone simple like myself non-college grading i got a pretty good idea of vocabulary but um i remember how the kids hated it when i would use it you know, and I still come off being Canadian somewhere. So, but that's where I try to leave it at. That's my intelligence level that as far as my vocabulary, I, I try to stop it at Canadian. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to go on to a uh, full on intellectual or a college graduate, you know, and piss everybody, uh, you know, they have to tell everybody. Oh, my, when I was getting my degree, uh, a lot of the things that I found uh, coincided with uh, things. Um, but mystical has this ability to tax your learning. And I think sometimes he uses things improperly. Like I really want to go look up pontificate. <laughs> and so like that little bit, like when someone is using a word that you are familiar with as one way, and then they use it in a context otherly, but you don't really know. And so you, you don't really want to play that scramble game, that scrabble game, you know what I mean, where you got to call them out. And if you do, then you're wrong. Then, you know, you have to pay the price. It's, it's, it goes against you and some kind of credit. So you just sit there and like, let them say that until you're eventually like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying anymore. Uh, and it can be, and, and I don't know. We all want to be understood. We all want to understand. So that can be confusing. And I think that was the biggest target that he created for himself. And knowing mystical came out to me some time back. And so knowing that gave me an idea that he, and knowing his experiences too, that he, he didn't want to share everything with you, but he was really persecuted pretty well. And uh, all that made me know that he had to have, an experience with these masks and then hearing today that he was actually coming on going after a screen actors guild kind of a thing then we know that uh that also and i'm, I'm not trying to discount that because artists came afterwards and did the exact same thing we don't discount them you know what i mean uh maybe they achieved more with their work on the show like say saint mark or um emily elgato El, am I saying it wrong? Elgato? 
I was thinking it feels sounds like a El, El, El Gato and a Sombrero from the cat, the part in the cat and hat song. At any rate, um, that's why I'm messing it up. But these people came on as personas too, right? Mystical was one of the first that we really said, well, Al, but Al is that persona. Al Fliction is that persona. Mystical was one of the first people that we saw in Ink Masters that was a persona of kind of conceit and arrogance and uh, puppy dog-like model eyes. Wade Leamanya, huh? <laughs> stare straight at the camera. They wouldn't let anybody else get away with that. No one could stare at the camera. Stop staring at the camera now. It's just staring back. When you stare at an abyss, you can't control what looks back. Um, and you can't control what it sees. You can only control what you do, not how you see it. Well, I'm pontificating. <laughs> so I want to look up pontificate. Can I look it up now? Pontificate definition. Nope, I can't look it up. Because Google sucks. All right. You can you can edit all this off. You don't mind doing a lot of editing, right? What's that? See how Jesse likes this one. It doesn't have music. Jesse wants music. Maddie wanted the talking afterwards. What? Again, you have to speak up. I'm speaking to the mic. Here it is. 